Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What, 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 alrighty, what is happening, weirdos? It's, uh, it's Pete, and uh, this is Paul Shear's episode. Long awaited, as Paul and I actually discussed. This was long in the works. He actually thought there might have been a problem between us personally, that I was avoiding him. Not true! Very much looking forward to this episode, and it came out just as I hoped. Very excited about it. Uh, tour dates up top before we get going. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, uh, I'm going to be in New York City tomorrow night. That's Thursday, November 8th at the Gramercy Theater for a live You Made It Weird. It's coming together nicely. Some wonderful New York guests uh, and uh, some people in from L.A. as well. Just just great top details. Top details going to be great. Also, I will be in Washington, D.C. on November 12th at the U Street Music Hall. Nashville, I'm going to be at the High Watt November 16th. Atlanta, Georgia, the Relapse Theater, November 17th. Boston Mass at the Paradise Rock Club, November 24th. San Francisco, I'm going to be at Cobbs, December 29th through December 2nd. December 2nd is the live You Made It Weird with Kyle Kinane and uh, some other secret guests. Portland, Oregon, I'm going to be at Helium, December 5th through 8th. Philly, Helium, December 12th through 15th. And then back to New York, New York for the Gramercy one more time, this time to do stand-up on December 21st day the world ends according to the minds uh okay email the show weird at nerdist.com facebook.com regular regular slash you made it weird uh you made it weird.com for t-shirts or donations if you're nasty and uh the sponsor is amazon everybody knows this by now all you got to do to support the show it is a free podcast as we point out many times but if you want to throw us some support and you're going to buy something on amazon anyway just go to nerdist.com go to you made it weird go to this episode click on the banner and then shop like you normally would and some of the proceeds will go to Katie, who thought she saw a group of very dark butterflies. Turns out they were bats. So she was emotionally scarred by a group, just a huge group of bats that were in a meadow during the day, which was very... Turns out the gates of hell were open. So she was upset for a good reason. All right. Enjoy Paul Shear, everybody. Got a lot to talk about, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> oh, God. I recorded the intro to Brett Ernst last night, uh-huh. and I talked about how you were coming in, and uh-huh. I was really out of it. Uh, so, as we were saying, you're we're, sick. We're, we're eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> we're eating to- chocolate chocolate chip cookies. Whoever thought of, whoever thought the chocolate chocolate? I mean, actually, who thought of chocolate without the chocolate chocolate? Who was like, don't double the chocolate? But where's the chocolate come? I mean, <laughs> not, yeah, it's a good idea. It was a good idea. What I want to say, though, Paul, up top. Was that I'm losing it a little bit? Well, you you were recording, I imagine now, right? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to yep. say the way that I was we bumped into each other today was <laughs> simply. <laughs> by the way, it was a terrible way to start because I'm looking at a poster of you on the wall where they've taken your face and put you on the drive poster. Yeah, that really tickled me. <laughs> um, isn't that the best thing you've ever seen? It's pretty amazing. You know who had it framed? Who? Me. Not the. It was not sent in by the fan. I, I appreciate that. that. I applaud that. <laughs> um, my introduction to Pete after giving him a hug was: <laughs> I, I'm a little sick. I don't know. Well, not really. I'm on antibiotics, so you are very sick. I've, I have I can't even remember the last time I was on antibiotics. Dude, that's why I was late. I was 10 minutes late because I was at the doctor, and by that I mean a weird lady in Beverly Hills who shoots me full of vitamins. <laughs> wait, wait. She's not accredited. How did that? I just found out, by the way, I went to a doctor, 
and I found out that it wasn't a real doctor. My doctor was like, oh, she's not a, uh, not a real doctor. I was like, <laughs> what? what? And she's like, uh, she is a certain kind of doctor that doctors will listen to, but she's not an MD. Was she a midwife? <laughs> she delivered three of my babies. <laughs> She, uh, but yeah, I was going to a doctor who wasn't a doctor that I thought was a doctor. What? Because she was in a medical office and she was positioned as everything around her looked doctor. That's really funny. How, how did you find out? Someone told you. I, I changed doctors because she was too weird. Well, you went to a doctor. You didn't yeah. really change doctors as much as you decided to see a doctor. A real doctor. Yeah, I went to a real doctor because um, she would scare me. Every time I go to the doctor, she would like go like... Go to the doctor's office. Well, yeah, every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time I would go to a doctor's office to every see time a woman. Because she she carried herself like a doctor. Oh, sure. If I was casting a TV show about a doctor, I would cast yeah. her because she did a great job. Number one. <laughs> but she'd always scare me. I would go to her and then she'd call me up and be like, your liver is about to fail. You are seriously sick. And I'm like, what? Oh, I get so freaked out and then go back in. She's like, oh, you may have just been dehydrated that day. So no. Like, oh, every single time I was on the verge of death. This is she's why like, she's not a doctor. Exactly. But then that's why I finally left. I was like, I can't take this stress. But now, who is this? <laughs> not a doctor. Not a doctor. Who Can is I, this? Before I tell yes. you about my weird vitamin person, I'll tell you that in the doctor community, anybody that doesn't actually have their MD license, yeah. medical license, I guess we should say, yeah. uh, they're very particular. Like, I, w- I had a... Oh, gross. Is that chocolate? Oh, it is. So, um, Not to make a weak poop joke, but I do sincerely hope that's not poop. <laughs> In what way would that be poop? It would be, it's, it's, like, the si- be. it's like a it's Smurf just... poop. Like Smurfs would be running here and just shitting on the desk. Like, it, it's, it would be such an odd spot for a piece of poop. Do you remember why Gargamel wanted the Smurfs? Uh, yeah, to cook them, right? Or so, and he wanted some juice from them or something? It's my understanding that he wanted to turn them into gold. <laughs> it's my belief that well, Gargamel, because I read a I thing about it's anti-Semitic. Wait, it's a, it's anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, everything is. If you look, so hard it's enough. like a, the Smurfs is an analogy for like the Holocaust. No, 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 it's an analogy for uh, Gargamel, right? If, right. If you look at him, and this isn't me speaking. Yeah, sure. This will be someone else. This speaking. is this is just an authority on Smurfs speaking. Yes. You are channeling. Yes. yes. To turn, but ba- then he wouldn't. He, base matter means he could turn his Anything. cat into gold. Well, he, said he has to destroy the Smurfs and capture enough of them to create a potion to turn base matter into. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so the Smurfs, the Smurfs themselves, alchemy power. Yeah. <laughs> and how he found that and out? How he found that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's really believing it. He's acting on blind faith. And by the way, he was attracted to Smurfette. There was a sexual thing with him and Smurfette, I believe. Well, go, that's well, Schindler's List right there. I, I mean, like, I'm not even trying to be offensive, but that's, I guess I am. That's you're scene not where offensive. The, we're, we're breaking down. The Nazi down. Is, is like, you almost tricked me, you Jew. Like, he's really attracted yeah. to the girl. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a very striking. Well, it's also, they have all those, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, those episodes where the Smurfs are in the ship, but they but their red capes are just... <laughs> Oh, you can just see their red capes. <laughs> I think sex might be the core to ending all racism. It might be. Because like that Nazi right. being really attracted to that Jewish woman made him really reconsider his ideology. You know what I mean? His dick was overpowering his, his horrible racism. Don't you think, though, that when you're racist, you can justify it by going, like, I found the rare one yeah. that doesn't have the qualities of the rest yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a weird exception. Yeah. She's the exception. I like her. She's not so Jewish. <laughs> oh, God. 
love it. Um, wait, wait. You made so, me think of so many things, but um, uh, the doctors, doctors. But you had something oh, about the Smurfs. Yes. Oh, yes, thank you. So uh, Gargamel mm-hmm. looks like a racist Jewish cartoon. Sure, uh, he's got the big schnoz. And yeah, he, and he's greedy. He wants the gold. Right. He wants. <laughs> he wants to have the powers of alchemy. He wants alchemy so bad. He's also like alone. He look. I don't know, but he probably has an overbearing mother. There is a. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know who else wants the powers of alchemy? Mm. Will Smith. Tell me why. Uh, there's like a video online of him talking about alchemy and how we can do alchemy. No. Uh, with like uh, Tavis Smiley. It's a crazy interview. It's kind of in that phase where Will Smith may or may not be admitting that he's into Scientology. Yes. And he talks a lot about alchemy. It's pretty amazing. Which everybody in the biz. Yeah. Is aware that Will Smith is a Scientologist. I think so, right? He, he does, gives a lot of money to Scientology schools. He does that. And, he also gives out the pamphlets for stress tests. Like, and <laughs> and he this does podcast that. is canceled right now. I wanted to tell you that I actually own I – was, uh, I was away – and I saw this like little Smurf playset in this old toy store, mm. and I, it struck me because there was something really weird in it. They, they had uh, Smurfs through the years, <laughs> and this Smurf thing was from the 1960s. And there is a black Smurf. He's totally black, and the other Smurfs are reacting to him like, "Oh no!" And I have it. It's in my house. You bought it? Oh, a hundred percent, I bought it. <laughs> And I was like, because I need to buy it just to prove that it existed. Yeah, of course. Like, I couldn't go like, oh, I was in this toy store yeah, and I yeah, saw yeah. No, I needed to buy it. They're and all, like, taken aback by black They're smurf. like, oh. And I, and I went and tried to read about it. It's like, oh, maybe he's covered in mud. No, he's just like a black smurf. What's you can buy doing? it on Amazon. Is he, like, um, breakdancing? Well, yeah. <laughs> There's he's cardboard out there. He's, he's got a big chain yeah. on. And they're just like, whoa. <laughs> but then 10 years later, they they love it. I just, I just I guess there was a period of time where they introduced a black smurf that daunted saw, the other smurfs. I just saw a racist Dr. Seuss drawing from World War II. Oh, there was tons like, of those. Wipe, I mean, wipe the grin off his face, and it was like picture a racist Asian cartoon. You got oh, I mean the uh, the Looney Tunes did them a lot. Like Donald uh-huh. Duck even has one where he's like getting like yelled at by Hitler, and there's like anti Japanese sentiment in a really? bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. They kind of pull those. They don't want Donald Duck to be yelling about <laughs> Japanese. They're <laughs> frowned upon. No, good. Yeah. Certainly frowned upon. Well, I spend good money you, at the park. Here's the weird thing I remembered about sex being a thing that neutralizes racist feelings. Yeah. So he, he's attracted to the Jewish person. It's it's interesting to me those types of brain hacks that you could. Here's one that yes. I tried to think about. Somebody that was like wanted to quit smoking. I was mm-hmm. like, if I wanted to quit smoking, right, I would just attach in my brain hate. Right. Learn how to treat it like hate because like racism and like fear yeah. and xenophobia and all that sort of stuff is like really powerful <laughs> I- idiot stuff. Yes. And it's not good stuff. So if you just go like let's okay, here here's yeah. a really weird thought. Uh-huh. You Paul Shear hate Korean people. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I make it known and that's why I have three websites based on it. <laughs> Paul hates Koreans. <laughs> I have two tumblers and one just regular website. <laughs> Just a regular one. Just a regular one for the less hip people. Yeah, I understand. You want to cast a wide net to just get them in there. Share your Korean hate. But of course, I'm just making that random. You hate Koreans. Mm -hmm. You're a smoker also in this situation. Also, you want to quit smoking. I'm pretty awesome. I I tell you, you're pretty badass. You got a lot of hate going. You're smoking camel. What kind of car do I drive? You're driving a Viper. Nice. It's custom, though. It's matte. 
blue. Ooh, I like that. I kind yeah. of feel like I want to live this life. <laughs> you could do it. All you got to do is make one ideological change. All right. Go buy a pack of cigarettes. And get a new car. And get a new car. Trade in that Prius. You trade in the Prius. They see it every day for a matte blue Viper. <laughs> just when you drive up and down Koreatown just scowling. <laughs> just, uh, Look at you guys. Massage places, karaoke, <laughs> disgust me. I don't even know what these signs say. <laughs> You ever go to a karaoke with a guy who doesn't speak Korean, you're in trouble? You know, the big remote? Yeah, yeah. One of those buttons says, end the world, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, like, you're just it's you're all in there. <laughs> Obama, we need to bring you to the big button. And then you bring it in. It's like, <laughs> like an old place in, like, Koreatown. <laughs> and we need a Korean to read it, please. Or so someone who speaks You have to Korean. pick a Neil Diamond song, and then you can <laughs> um, You know, you were saying about... Oh, oh, yeah, this go ahead. Hate. Well, yes. I'm, I'm so close yes. to being done. But no, no. Uh, please, I do need your help to keep me on track, this, this podcast, because of the antibiotics. Uh, and whatever they don't make you loopy i haven't taken them yet oh well then you're still <laughs> contagious i gotta move away from you i honestly don't i no one thinks they're contagious have you noticed this yeah no one wants no to admit one, it no it's one the wants biggest to admit thing it. to be like i'm sick like yeah just because then if it's you're like s- embarrassing it's yeah, like, like i oh, farted I'm but you sick. can't smell it anymore i have to walk around and be like i farted and if you smell it you're gonna <laughs> fart too <laughs> It's such a sad reality. Uh, I just farted yesterday, and I thought I was alone, <laughs> and then someone just walked in on me, and I was like, oh! I'm like, I'm covered in fart. Because like, sometimes... It's weak. There's a weakness to it. I'm sick. Help me, Paul. And, and it's around me. Oh, little yeah. neutrons oh, and fucking... Ugh. But, I mean, I don't know if this is a crazy thing. I'm sure people have said this before. You embrace it. When you're alone, sometimes you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll fart, and I'll fart loud, and I'll yeah. just be like, you just that's me. About, yeah. And then, and then when you think you're alone then someone enters that space you gotta clean oh that's it. really interesting yeah. your fart smells worse if you think other people are there smelling it as well yeah I this think is so. already a free podcast already worth the download oh come on right the top. because there i think it has been said before but when you're alone and you fart you're, you're not kind of it's, you're, it's, not. you're waking up you're like that's me i did that i create it's like i would imagine that if, like, if you had a scale like creating a baby is like yeah. a 10 and farting is like a seven and you, you it's seven yeah. I thought you were going to say one or two. No, it's a seven. seven. It's creation. Like, I did that. I can, did this. And you can judge it against other ones <laughs> yeah. where you are in your life. I don't. I one time tweeted, I said, I think I could po- pick one of my dad's farts out of a lineup. <laughs> and that's true. There's there's this weird, there's a weird twist. It's, it's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. My dad's farts have a twist at the end. <laughs> and really, it's really got his ass print. I was going to say thumbprint, but Wait, it's got his ass print. Tell me about, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smoking okay, uh, guy so, who so now you want to quit smoking. Yes. Just teach yourself. Because okay. it's like a brain hack. Mm-hmm. You're stupid, and I'm stupid, and we're all stupid. Yeah. Just teach yourself, convince yourself that only Koreans smoke. Something you oh, hate okay. smokes. So you go like so I'm a I'm a Korean if I continue to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hate Korean. So you take your hate Got and it. you make that the fuel of your fake machine. Got it. So, and the machine is trying to make you quit smoking. So the, I don't want to be like a Korean, so I'm gonna stop right. the cigarette. Or if you want to stop being a Nazi, just keep thinking that all those Jews are hot as fuck and you wanna fuck them so bad. You're like, I can't execute them. I wanna fuck <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> somebody uh somebody once told me. The best way to get over being dumped. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, bring this up. I, I don't know if it works. The best way to get over being dumped is to picture the person who dumped you taking a shit. 
That's really funny. Uh, so and I, and I think that that's, that's hilarious. It's a terrible way to view somebody, but I think it does Look, take away every bit of sexuality. That's really funny, buddy. Can I tell you yeah. something really, really funny? Yeah. Oh my god, I never thought I would tell this. One time, I was breaking. <laughs> I was breaking up with somebody. This was years ago. Uh-huh. I was breaking up with somebody a couple years ago. And uh, we were at her place. Yeah. And uh, it was my idea. As I said, I was breaking up with her. And it was sad. It's always sad breaking yeah. up with somebody. And then she, uh, she, and by the way, this is no one I've mentioned on the show. If anybody's sure. trying to figure out who this is. By the way, I'm a huge never, fan yeah. of the show. Okay. I have listened a lot. Uh, I would say I would listen, I've listened to probably over 75% oh, wow. of the show. Thanks, man. It's a, a, a weekly is, uh, show listening thing for me. That is an incredible compliment. I'm so glad you, you take the time. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm my pleasure. Well, thank you. And you get this weird. So, so I know you, I, I, have, a I have a I have a knowledge of the people. So when I say that, what I'm saying is it's not Jamie Lee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As, not Jamie Lee, and it's not your ex-wife. Yep, that, that I didn't ever meet, but I knew you through yeah, that time. I know we got to talk about that. We should. We, we will definitely talk okay. right after this anecdote. Okay, yes, and then I'll finish why this uh, Smurfs are oh, yes. anti-Semitic, and then I w- let's talk about that. Yes, this is the, we this got is, plenty of things. We got plenty of things. So many irons. Uh, as okay. long as we don't talk about kale, we'll be good because people did not like when we talked about kale on another podcast. Is that true? Yeah, on, you, uh, uh, you had to be there. Yeah. People didn't like that we had a we we love talking about kale. Yeah, we had a very good, healthy food conversation. People revolted against that. Kale will get you a good seven <laughs> on the scale of one to yeah on the fart scale <laughs> on the creation. That's going to give you yeah on the creation. We didn't scale. even finish that. So like, you make a nice seven and you're basking in it and you're like, that's me. And then someone walks in, walked in. Nothing's right. changed. Nothing changed. But now I'm embarrassed. Now I'm embarrassed <laughs> of my seven. And I tried to like walk away from it. And Did I, you and seven in here, Paul? Oh, that is such a I've, fun. Ooh, it was a tough. It was a tough moment because you know that I'm like, we all do it. Yeah, but it's upsetting. Just relax. But then it's the shame thing. Anyway, yeah. okay. So okay, yes. Um, okay, so I'm breaking yes. up with a girl. Years not ago. Jamie Lee. It's not Jamie Lee, and uh, it's going fine. But yeah. it's hard, and it's always there's always a part of you, especially yes. me. We're both nice guys, sure. And I have this real thing where I'll try and make things work. To, to a fault. Uh, me too. I'll be like, I really fucking hate her. She hates Koreans. She's a smoker. She drives that matte blue that Matt viper. Blue viper. I really can't stand her. But like, I like her eyebrows or whatever. Right. And then I'll be like, that's enough. That's enough, baby. So as I'm breaking up with somebody, that was, that's a long time ago. I, yeah. I think I've gotten better. I'm breaking up with the girl. And she goes to the bathroom. This is at her place. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom. And then she comes back. And then we're, we're talking a little bit more. And then I go to the bathroom. <laughs> she had clearly gone poopy. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> poopies poopies poopy is bad poopies is really that's a more upsetting to me it seems it seems like little like Jesus. poopies so poopies were were happening and it wasn't even bad poopies okay look okay. they weren't bad poopies but something uh, about the humanitizing agent of picturing yes. someone taking a shit makes them less sexual and made it easier to f- just yeah. kind of wrap up the breakup. Yeah, I the think, breakup was already happening. But, but you know. no, but it just kind of puts it like because I think that you do the people that you're in love with. You don't think I don't think of anyone really shitting. shitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seems like that's a, a, a vulnerable moment. So. <laughs> So, and, and it's maybe gross. It's not, but maybe it yeah, is. Yeah. I don't even want to get it in my head because I don't even want to start thinking I about understand. people that I know. I understand. But, uh, 
but yeah, it it it, it, de- it devalues them very quickly. <laughs> it, it, it it just also makes things less serious. Here's yeah. something that, that reminds me of Tony Robbins comes up from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, I I got I went through a, a pretty good Tony Robbins phase, and I've ripped off quite a few of his good ideas. And one of them was if you're like at your job, let's yeah. say we had jobs and we're in a cubicle mm-hmm. or whatever jobs are, <laughs> just cubicles, yeah. <laughs> So you're at your cubicle, and your boss comes over, yes. and he yells at you, uh-huh. okay? and it's bad. Yes. The reports were wrong, and the sure, Japanese visitors are, are shamed. They're upset. And our stock is down, and, yeah. the, and CFO. Right. All these words are yelled at Yeah, you. all these things. <laughs> and you feel terrible. Photocopier's broken. <laughs> Photocopier broken. Office party canceled. <laughs> uh, softball league sign-up. You can't near- transfer this phone call over to the other part of the <laughs> yeah. office. you yeah. got to go to the third floor to drop a deuce. Oh, man. The yeah, it's a private floor. bathroom. It's not, it's not private. It's not Human good. Giant, when we had that, we had a hidden bathroom that we only believed that we knew about. And we did <laughs> basically run down two flights into this one area of an MTV building where no one... It seemed like no one ever used that toilet. Yes. And that was the best. That I was love a, a good secret, secret toilet. When secret I was, toilet. When I, <laughs> when I was, at, was that in the MTV building? It was. It was in one of them. Yeah, it's awesome. I won't tell you where because I don't want to give up that location. I just in case that. I'm ever back at Viacom. Well, there's a secret poop toilet here. <laughs> See, that's nice. And there's a there's a secret poop door shame that you have to go through. Everyone in the building, everyone that works here, knows yeah. when you're going through that door. That's where oh, you're Pete going. Pete has there. to poop. Yeah. There's no other reason to go back there. No. Pete's gonna make a poopies. That's gonna make it easier for someone <laughs> to break up with him. <laughs> so if someone yells at you at work or anything bad happens right. to you, I'm always hiding. I don't ever let my wife know that I'm making poopies. I'll just disappear. <laughs> Is that true? No, 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 no. You tell her. I go like this. I go, honey. Right now, I'm gonna take a deuce, <laughs> and I make her look at me in the eye, and I stare at her. <laughs> You have a series of mirrors so you can look at her while you're doing it. Oh, we have two toilets that are... <laughs> oh, lover, right, yeah, lover's, lover's toilet. toilet. <laughs> knee to knee. Knee to knee. Knee to knee toy. I love a good toy. Uh, so like a seesaw. <laughs> but closer. That's awesome. You know, do you, do you own your place by any chance? No, we do not own our the place. The second I own a place, I'm getting one of those toilets that washes my butt. I know. I don't want that. What? I like the... I mean, we're doing a lot of butt stuff, but... They're... they're, uh, they're, uh, they're I don't like that idea of like water. I mean, it's not like I. I don't know. It seems it seems messier than you need it to it's be. It's an ash shower. It's an ash shower, but then you gotta like dry down, don't you? I think there's a button, and a, a man comes out and just pats it. The little tidy bowl guy, the guy in that little thing. <laughs> it's a living. Those just wave it down. <laughs> it's a pterodactyl from fucking <laughs> Flintstones. It's a living. I told somebody that uh, back in like when I first got started, we worked. Uh, me and a few people worked for like the people who was doing a, a Flintstone CD-ROM. Yes, and all they wanted was all, like we had written all these funny things for the animals to say. And they're like, no, no, no. They just say uh, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and they go yeah 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 the bird will say it's a living the, the woolly mammoth he says it's a living yeah. they all say it's a living <laughs> it's a de- bad video game it's a living it's a living uh, oh you were doing the voices we were doing the writing of what the voices were so you would click on the woolly mammoth and you're like uh, it's a living why did they even the hire bird. writers when you came into the writers room did you guys go it's a living and they go brilliant <laughs> done game over <laughs> those animals were tortured yeah they were like a, a fucking stork eating the garbage I just like, to know how that they got that little bird inside the Polaroid camera to draw the picture so quick. Ah. He's an artist, the torture artist. Maybe the maybe the Flintstones are also working in some sort of crazy, uh, like Nazism kind of thing, yes. torturing birds. Oh, that brings us back. Yes, his cat's name is Azrael. Israel. Oh. Azrael. Oh, wow. Israel. Azrael. 
dark. The Smurfs way darker than the yeah. than the uh, Neil Patrick Harris movie <laughs> leads you to believe. Uh, <laughs> there's some deleted scenes of that. I'll tell you right now where they don't approve of NPH's uh, beliefs <laughs> and sexuality. So uh, yes, he, he man also has uh, like a fucking uh, Nazi symbol on his. Wow. Chest. I grew up on a lot of Nazi culture, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I know. That's why we hate Koreans. So you're in your office. Yes. You're getting yelled at. The reports okay. about the Japanese Here's what you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do, according to Tony Robbins. And I, I don't know if I've tried this, but it makes sense. You just keep replaying the event in your head, but sillier and sillier. Okay. So you give your boss clown shoes. Okay. You know what I mean? You make him a cartoon. You put weird wild colors all For over For what the- end? You it minimizes the it takes the trauma out of it. Okay, so, so it just if you're embarrassed. You yes. make you envision it being less. Traumatic. Or you were dumped, or whatever okay. you want to do. Just picture whatever happened to you over and over and over again, and just make it uh, make a parody of it. Basically, so you're brainwashing yourself. Yes, to be like it wasn't that bad. Precisely, and is that you know a good thing though? You know what's troubling is that that works. Is that sort of shit works all yeah. the time. We're talking about that, like the Tony Robbins thing, like just conditioning yourself. People that uh, that tell themselves that they're getting better get yeah. better. I believe in that. I do believe in that. I've, you know, they they made a big joke about like uh, the, was that the, the the secret or whatever it yeah. is. Like the secret, you know. And it obviously it's not like I want a hundred million dollars and you get a hundred million dollars. But I think that when you think positively about things and you focus on attaining something. Chances are you just because you're focused in a very yes. positive way, right. you know, it may not be like it's not it's not like you want it's not like a magic box where you're going to pull out something. But I think you'll right. work more towards a goal. You're right. And there, that's not supernatural. That's very that's measurable. Yeah. That's scientific. Your, your positive attitude and pointing yourself towards something. I, I think it's really uh, there is a power. You can't have any power. with. Uh, let's talk about our business yeah. without talent. But because uh, there are a lot of people who are delusional who think right. they're going to be movie stars and have uh, shows and whatever they yeah. think they're going to do. And they don't have any talent. That's bad. But if you do have some talent, it, it, it's helpful to be a little bit delusional. Like when you started doing comedy, of course, you were deluding yourself. Every, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that even you have to continue to delude yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. on some level yeah, 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 yeah. because it, it, uh, I think it makes you strive to do more yeah. and, and and try to do different things. I have, yeah, it takes the edge off the preposterousness of what we're doing. Yeah, it's a preposterous exactly. job. Things are going well for you right now, but I guarantee you don't walk around just writing checks and being like, yeah, everything's fine. No, Like I just, some VH1 behind the music. No, I just throw pennies at Korean people as they pass by, <laughs> and I go, thank God I'm making all this money so I can transport it to pennies so I can just <laughs> wing it. And really like, whip it at a Korean like, person. Oh. <laughs> it's like hitting the head. <laughs> Nothing you like just me. lost every Korean listener. <laughs> Of your show. Oh, no. No, they love it. They love it. They love That's it. the worst thing you can say. That's the most racist yeah, thing I've ever to said. It in their karaoke rooms. <laughs> they love it. They're hovering over the Destroy yeah, yeah. the World button right Paul now. Neil Diamond. <laughs> the, We're going to do it. The Kill Pete Holmes button. One of those buttons says Kill Pete Holmes. So there's delusion. Yes. But uh, there are people that like uh, think they're going to win the lottery. And then start buying things that they can't afford. Well, that's a yeah. act out that they've already won and stuff. Well, was it? Fake it till you make it. Yeah, and it's and it's like a spiritual fake it till you make yeah. it sort of thing. I think you shouldn't fake anything where money is involved. I yeah. think you can fake other things. Yes, but money gets a little bit more. I'll tell tight. you, I had a uh, a girlfriend that um, wanted a very specific apartment, and she drew it to the square foot, and then she found it. Really? Yeah. Now, was it not that uh, unique of an apartment? Yeah, it wasn't that unique. Right. But she did find. She it. drew like a square. 
Ah, and then she goes, square foot, question mark, question mark, question mark, bedroom somewhere, question mark, something like that. She was very liberal in what was magical. But you hear stuff like that, but then you're like, how many people are drawing apartments and not finding them? I don't right. know. We've gotten into some some weird territory. Let's go to when we met, which is when I was married. Yes. This was a long time ago. Very long time ago, Doesn't yeah. It, isn't it, what, how is life so long? I don't know. I, I uh we should be dead by now, you and I. Well, I mean, wasn't there a time <laughs> that we would have been dead? I'm 33. <laughs> you're 30... Uh, 35. 35. We should be dead. Yeah, by now. But cavemen... That's why I don't like when people go like, here's the caveman diet. Like, I don't want to drive for the caveman diet. <laughs> that was a great New Yorker cartoon by Alex Gregory. Oh, really? Oh, is that a real... Where it's just two cavemen, and he says, I don't understand. Our food is all organic. Our water source is clean. But our lifespan is like 28 years or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. in Huffington Post this weekend. It was like, yeah, this caveman diet. It's like, like that, that's not – I mean, it's right. not an end-all, be-all. First of all, but the caveman diet Alex is – Gregory, good job. <laughs> eating like a piece of venison and then three weeks of no food. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably it's, <laughs> plus, they didn't have Breaking Bad, so that, yeah. that keeps you alive. Just come back every week after week. <laughs> the more um, to live for. The caveman – cookbook page one is eat some venison yeah. page two of the book is remember that venison <laughs> it was good <laughs> page three a piece falls out from your teeth uh, <laughs> thank you teeth god i was gonna tell katie this i, I did tell katie this i was gonna tell you this the most depressing show uh, the most depressing show I, I thought you were mad at me pete when uh for a while i would say for the last year what yeah because this is what happened i go like this to you i said uh you start you, uh, we met, we did that, uh, the podcast at the, the at the hotel, you and I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this podcast. You should come on it. I was like, oh, yeah, anytime. <laughs> and then, and then you do, and then you do the first like three episodes. I go, hey, Pete, I listened to your podcast. I really like it. It's really good. And you're like, really? You like it? I was like, yeah. He's like, wow, you're so nice. It's like, you got to come on. I was like, definitely. And then, and then, and then, and then, like a couple, like, and then a couple more months pass, and I see you, and I'm like, and I said something about your podcast, you go, you listen to my podcast? <laughs> and I go, I yeah. And, and yeah, you just did it earlier. And then I go, yeah, I, I like it a lot. He goes, oh, you should come on. Then you come on my podcast, and you're like, I have all you guys on the, my podcast. And, and then a month pass, and then, and then, a girl on Twitter go, oh yeah, you have Manzukas on. I'm not even compare. You've had people on the show twice. Uh, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. And then, and then you go, uh, you, you, uh, then the girl on Twitter's like, you should have Paul share in your podcast. And then I get an email from you a second later. A second later, I was like, man, oh man. I would never have been, thank God to that Twitter. But every time, I have to say, every time I did say something about your podcast, you were very impressed that I listened to yes. it all five or six times that I told you that I was a fan of your podcast. I forget every time. You know but what it is? is I never want to, sincerely appreciative every time. I never want to assume you kept listening to it. <laughs> So thanks for continuing to listen to it. And and then I was like, I think he may just be like, fuck Sheer. I don't want him on that uh, show. And I never. Because like, when I start seeing like people come up for a second time, I'm like, all right, that's okay. it. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out, I'm out of the Pete verse. Chelsea number three? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Kumail number two? Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. 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 Manzuka? Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we finally did we it. We did it. It's fun. <laughs> And I have wanted to have you on every time. No, but I, I, uh, I'm glad to, I'm glad to know that you're mad, not mad not at me. Mad at you. I thought, though, in the back of my head, I was like, 
I think he might be mad at me. I think he may be like, I don't like this guy. I would have made the same. I would have made the same conclusion. I think zero percent. Yeah. Well, I appreciate is what I'm telling it. you. Well, yeah, zero percent. I mean, it's so it's so weird booking these things. And you're such a sweetheart. Of course. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not coming at you in a, in, in any of bit of. But an then look at way. look. At, I, I know. I know that. But I look at how funny it is. I see that tw- someone tweets it, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> And I did, I did email you immediately. It was so funny to me because I was like, because only because it's been over a year, yeah. and I see you out frequently. Yeah. That uh, that it it was like it took a tweet. It wasn't even a lot. It was just like one. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I think I replied, and I was like, great idea. Yeah. Email. And here we are. And we did it. And but we we've known each other for a very we yes did. we started back best week ever. In fact, I'll start back even further. Mm-hmm. Talk about actually talk about the weird secret stuff. When yeah. I used to watch uh, best week ever, I and uh, I remember you. I remember very few people. I remember you and uh, Mike Britt. Mike and I remember Britt, I love Mike Britt. I, isn't he the best? Excuse so me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's me and Melania's impression of Mike Britt at an airport being told that he has to wait <laughs> in a second line. <laughs> that he had been waiting in the wrong line. Apparently it happened. He just goes, excuse me? You're going to tell me I have to go all the way in the back of that line? Mike Britt made so me laugh. Because he, he's also like one of the most intimidating, soft-spoken guys. Like yeah. he's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he looks like a guy that you don't want to tell waiting another That's exactly line. And, That's why you go, excuse me? Yeah, and, and then, then it's like, like no, you don't. I'm frightened don't. by yeah, that. Yeah, guy. yeah, of course. Sweet, sweet man. <laughs> Lovely. Sweet man. Lovely. Not a, not a, not, not just a nasty. One of those guys that if he wants to be intimidating, he can't. Just because he's, he's got a severe face. Like, or he can make at least yes. one severe face that I've seen. And it's this. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so I remember yes. being in my house in Arlington, where my parents now live, and I was watching Best Week Ever. Well, you were out of college, I hope. I was out of college, okay. and I was married. And I had not yet. You were married back then? I got married right after college. Oh, wow. I'm <clears throat> 22, I got married. Isn't that crazy? I feel like when I met you, I, this is what I thought in my head. When you were telling me about your wife, I was like, oh, this is not going to work out. Really? Yeah. That's so funny because here's how I remember. Okay. You and me, excuse me, yeah. and uh, maybe Jess St. Clair yeah. all went to like a... We went on tours. We yeah, we were on... We did ever live. We would tour around. And we went to uh, the, the only thing I was going to tell about oh, yes. being in Arlington was I saw you and it said Paul Shear comedian and I knew it taped in New York and I was like I, I wonder what that guy Paul Shear is like like you <laughs> you stood out to me and I was like I assumed it comedian meant stand up I was like right. oh I, I wonder if I'll see him out and That's stuff so funny. and then you know and then I meet you years later and we did do the show and the secrety sort of thing was that I was very deliberately trying to get on Best Week Ever which is what Jesse yeah. Klein. Did for me really back with our friend Fred Graver, who was the executive producer. Fred Graver. I wanted to uh, be on Premium Blend, uh-huh. and I wanted to be on Best Week Ever. And within six months, Jesse Klein saw me and made those things happen. Well, which is incredible. Je- I love Jesse Klein, and I also feel like that's good because I think also what goals do. I mean, you and I from listening to your podcast for a lot of these episodes. <laughs> you uh, you listen to my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> But like uh, I, I think we have a similar uh, beliefs in that general sense, and that, okay. You know, and so I think, but it just it goal oriented. Goal, yeah, it focuses you too. If you're like, I want something to happen, it yes. makes it a little bit more focused. Right. I completely agree. I catch myself saying stuff like that all the time. But there, there doesn't seem to be a, a real downside to saying things like, by the time I'm this age, right. I'd like to have done this. I always find that the my philosophy is less specific, more general. It's like I. Like I'm not like I want to be in a movie with Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's more like I would like to do a movie that's like this. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes when you set yourself up 
for a very specific thing, yeah. sometimes you can fail in it's reaching so that specific It's so funny that you say that. I just thought this. When I was younger, they used to be really specific. Right. And now my, my goals get much more vague. Uh, you used to be able to ask me what I wanted to do, and I would tell you like kind of almost exactly what I wanted yeah. to do. And now it is more that sort of like, I'd like to have a career like this. I'd like to be able to do this sort of thing and this sort of thing. I think it's healthier because I think if you think, I, I want this specific thing, yeah. and then you get something that's equally as good and maybe even better, you're still like, I didn't get that right. specific right, right, thing. Right. And you have like a chip on your shoulder about, yeah. it's like, well, but no, but you got something better. Right, like, right, you know. Right. Completely. Well, yeah. that, that's that's maturity as a performer, I think. At the beginning, those those little yeah, goals you want maybe those might be more specific. Then as you go, like you I, when I was a kid, I was like, I want to marry Soleil Moon Fry, who played Punky Brewster. Yes, and you know that was a very specific goal that she I did not old, achieve. Big old boobies. Big old boobies. She had them reduced. And uh, when she makes boobies, those boobies, <laughs> really, really, it's really oh, tough. God, make poopies on my boobies. <laughs> worst, worst, dirty talk. <laughs> Oh God! It's, the, it's like a really like bad pornographer naming things. Like, yeah, we'll call it uh, "Make Poopies on My Boobies." Uh, you know, Gary, I don't think that one's gonna. Sell. It will sell. It's not defecation porn. First of all, it's, it's a letdown to everybody. It's a poopy porn. It's a poopy porn. <laughs> porn is poopy. It's yeah. gross. It's gross and boobies. People, I, trust me, yeah. trust me, trust me, trust me. But so, we had fun on those Best Week Ever tours. Yeah. The, the, uh, I, I can't tell this story enough. This is another one of those. This, this goes back to that delusion sort of like, uh, I don't know. You ever you listen to this story and then tell me that it's not helpful to feel like, you'll hear people say like, I'm on the right path. Don't right. you feel like you're on the right path? Sure. Like your life, Sure. you should be this guy. Yeah. You're not in violation of what Paul Shear should be. Right. I'm not like, yeah, okay. Like, you're not going against yourself. Right. You're not drinking or doing drugs to forget yeah, sure. your For reality sure. or, or whatever. Uh, so <clears throat> I was doing Best Week Ever. Uh, we hadn't met yet, and I wanted to do that tour. Yeah. And Avi Gilbert, in, who was an agent at the time, actually a manager's assistant at the time, right. uh, invited me over his office <laughs> like you know, industry people sometimes will. And you never do. Right, right. And then I did. I just happened to be in the neighborhood and I dropped by. And when I'm an old, old man, the story's yeah. going to be even more grandiose. I had like a knapsack. I really want to hear that. Yeah. And, and I'm I, flicking a piece of gold. <laughs> like my last coin. And I threw it at a Korean. <laughs> there you go. It was worth it. It was, oh, now I can die. <laughs> and then, so I just call Avi and I'm like, can I come up? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, totally. Come on up. I come up. And he gives a little tour, and I meet Rick Dorfman. Oh, Rick Dorfman. Rick Dorfman. Guitars on the wall. Yeah, Ricky D. And a, and a hockey stick that yeah. they show me moves with. Also very sweet and nice to me. Uh, Went to Rick Dorfman's house one time for a family picnic. It was very nice. Is that true? Yeah. He invited like his clients and his family. So it was like a, it was like a family reunion with clients. That's but, so funny. But not like... Not in substitution. We were both there at the same time, so it was like awkwardly like little kids, and it was a it was it was a it was an interesting time. Wow, Rick Dorfman, yeah, Rick Ricky Dorfman. D, and then uh, Mike Berkowitz is in the yes. office next door. So I go into Mike Berkowitz's office. The story's almost done. Just to say hello. Yeah. Mike Berkowitz puts his hand up because he's on the phone. And he goes, hold on, hold on, sorry. And he goes, I, I don't know any comedians that do Best Week Ever. Sorry. And then he hangs <laughs> up the phone. And I go, I'm a comedian who does Best Week Ever. And then that led to that tour. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? That's really crazy. Wild. I think about that all the time. That do was you, a huge thing. Were you with us when we went to NACA, which is like the college where you have to like, I didn't go to NACA. That's the one thing you guys did without me. Well, we went to NACA. And you go to NACA and you perform in front of people who book college shows. Yeah, typically very difficult. And, you know, we went there and we were kind of like rock stars in a way because it was like, you know, you have a lot of people like, I do magic. Oh, I'll bring my knitting workshop, uh, you know, and then it's like someone like, and a lot of people like, I bring my, you know, 
my my style of stand up ventriloquism. Yeah. You know, learn and, to knit. Where's the all girls dorm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like we were, li- and, and we were literally next to like a um, an H two O booth, like an oxygen booth, like where you put the uh, like, it's like yeah, you bring this to your campus. I'm you- done. The me- there's a picture of me and Kumail doing it, and Amy Schumer before. A, a I I like it, and yeah. then it doesn't work. I, I, mean, I, tried, <laughs> I wanted I tried. to work so bad. Um, so we're all you know, we were next to that booth, and we're trying to sell. But that's when I realized. Like Mr. Belding was there, and like Mr. Yeah. Belding would do shows. Yeah, and that guy, Dennis, lo- Dennis, Dennis Haskins, Dennis Haskins also crashed a human giant Christmas party. It was like a cast, uh, a crew only party, really, and, and crashed it. Uh, I don't even know how he found out. We about have it. the same college agent, me and Dennis Haskins. Oh, really? Well, I have a couple agents, but my first agent was that uh, guy. It looks like he's getting getting late. I don't know how much it's holding up now. Yeah, because a couple years after, like Saved by the Bell, might be waning a little bit, but. Uh, he was he was cleaning up, cleaning up. I've heard he's a bit of a poon. Yeah, poon hound. Yeah, and I don't know if that's something that you would be psyched about if you're an 18 year old girl. Like, I totally gave Mr. Belding a hand job. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to wear that as a badge. There was a time as your Rigma jacket. That's yeah. a say by the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul, yeah, come sure. on, come on, you man. Love the 80s. Hey, look. <laughs> I, I, I Were you on? Like, I love the no, I, I, I knew that. I knew that, and we both get that. Yes. We both used to yeah. get that. And um, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I've I've like Saved by the Bell since it was uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss. Yeah, of course. Uh, of but Miss uh, Bliss, Miss Bliss. <laughs> uh, but uh, I believe the Rigmans episode was a Miss Bliss episode. I think it was. I How believe did it was. That was early. Her out. Get her out. It was like less about the teachers. Like get yeah. Andy Mills Who's out of here. This Let's make Zach it. Morris kid boost him and up. And then he joined the Rigmas, and he had to sell out Screech to join the Rigmas. And then you know what? And uh, and I think Lark Voorhees took it the worst because now she's bipolar. I know. <laughs> so sad. Why do they write these articles and be like, "What's wrong with this loon?" Uh, yeah, she's bipolar. Really, yeah, she's bipolar. Yeah, just leave her alone. Don't <laughs> yeah, leave people, her alone. <laughs> we don't need to have an expose on this yeah. poor girl. If somebody's like rambling and losing their mind, there shouldn't be a boom mic above them. Like, <laughs> are you getting this? We got it. We got it. We got it. When she's going crazy, she said Gargamel was a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and she hates Koreans, <laughs> but she won't smoke. Uh, she, uh, how'd you do it, Mark? <laughs> I don't know why I get like oddly defensive when people talk about like I love the eighties. Like you're on, I love the eighties. Like no, mm-hmm. I was on best week ever. That right. doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I take a, a personal affront to it as if like I no, used no, no. to too. I, used I was to on too. the the harder the the one. That you was... were your real best week though. You're like the real deal. Best I was week. there from episode one till the end. Yeah, I think yeah. You were like on every episode. Um, for yeah, for a bit, and I I continued to do it for a while. I'm a big loyal guy. Yep. And even though I wanted to stop doing it at a certain point, I was like. Ah, uh, this was the this is the reason why I'm doing certain other things, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, that's but, yeah. hard though. Yeah. Well, you're a nice guy. I, I, uh, as are as are you. I know we should talk about. But what's I, our I, problem? I always, I always <laughs> <laughs> what is our problem? Did you? But were you here for this transition of best week ever? Where I felt like the beginning of the show was always better than where it became because when it first started out, it was just people being funny about topics. Yes. And then it became Produced a segments. script yeah. a version of what you... And I was like, I got to sit here and you're going to feed me... Respond. Like, you were just setting up jokes and it yeah. it really took the fun out of it yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at a certain it, point... It, because it started to get bigger, I think. There yeah. were more people and then there were producers. I When I used to do that, I used to say, you know, it's kind of... I don't think I don't think you'll find this as skeezy. Uh, you needed to find out who was producing the segment. Exactly. And if you had a joke that was really, really good, 
I would tell them. I would be like, I said this. I don't know if you want to use it, but I really think it was good. And a lot of people would think maybe that's gauche or a little over the top. Otherwise, it would just get lost. They had like 90 hours of footage from everybody. Well, that, that was it. Like, you would watch the show with like bated breath, like, what, what did oh. I get on the show? Oh. And then you'd like get like two clips. It's like, I talk for four I hours. Know. I know. And, um, I I'm went like, in twice. The and weeks like, you went in twice. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be all over this. Yeah. Like, nope. Yep. And it's like, and, and it was like just the amount of tape that was just wasted. Yes. Where it's like, if you're going to just write the segments, just tell me what to say. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, your yeah. check and capture it. Yeah, yeah. They, well, that's what it became. It yeah. wasn't so much what did you think about, you know, Charlie Sheen having a boner. Yeah. They would tell you that, that it was, whatever. It was yeah, a, it excellent. Was, um, I like that Charlie Sheen boner week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having but, the right, best week. The most upsetting week was I was on the show premiere episode. And, uh, and it was at the big premiere party. It was the first episode of Best Week Ever. We all were at a bar. And I get to the bar. And Sean Johnson, who was the producer, well, lovely guy, great Sean guy. John. He said to me, he's like, uh, oh, hey, um, you're cut out of this first episode. I was like, oh, what? And oh. it was like, and then being at a party, not being in the, the big story in the first episode that they were able to break because they taped on Friday was uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Again, two times for Ben Affleck uh, in this episode. Uh, <laughs> broke up. That was the bit. And it was like, and they were able to cover it in that same day. Oh, wow. And I wasn't on the episode. I remember feeling like so oh. oddly out of place. I was saying, or like Jesse Klein. And, and I was like, oh, I wasn't on the episode. Am I yeah. This? And yeah. But that's how you would feel every week. You wouldn't and know what you would be on. I'm not saying this to be a good sport. I would tell you if I were. When I wasn't on that show, yeah. and I still remember Norman Baker, who's yeah. the talent coordinator, was such a sweetheart, is such a sweetheart, yeah. called me. Because best week when they fired you, you don't know this because you weren't fired, uh, just wouldn't call you. You probably know that from other I people. I did know that from other people, yeah. Uh, so they just wouldn't call you. Yeah. So every, uh, every Friday, you, there was yeah. a lot of anxiety being on that show. One was, there's no contract, so you're wondering, am I going to be asked to be on the show? Yeah. So if you didn't get a call on Monday or Tuesday, your heart rate would go up a little bit. Yeah. And then on Wednesday when they call you, you'd be like, ah, thank God. And also, we're in a business where we were like, that money, while it was low, it was great. It, it was, was a big like, deal yeah, at the time. it was a big deal. A very, very big deal at the time. Yeah. And then when uh, – when the, so the, there's the anxiety of am I going to be on this week? Yeah. Then when you, it aired on Friday, I remember that's when I started – you know, not drinking heavily, but I would drink on Friday because I would be so anxious to watch as to it. whether or not I was on. Ugh. And if I wasn't, the, I mean, like, you know, my therapist is always talking about, like, uh, babies, colicky babies. When, like, when a, uh, a breast – I'm sorry to be weird. Yeah. But when a breast stops giving milk, the baby, yeah. like, turns on the breast immediately, starts biting it, and gets mad and screaming. Right. That's how we are sometimes in show business. Like, I love the breast, and it's giving me best week ever yeah. milk, and I'm so happy. And then the second it was, like, not on or cut out or fired, I'm like, fuck that show! Yeah, like, and, immediately. And, then, and watch the other jokes and be like, that I had a better uh, joke than that. That is – but That's you get caught right up there. in that mentality because it was the only thing that you really had. I mean, for me, it was like the beginning of doing <sighs> anything. I hadn't done anything else besides this. And you get this like make or break mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like if I wasn't on, what does that mean? Did yes. I not do that? Was it not funny? It's like a relationship. Week? Yeah. It's it like a relationship. Really and they had, all, they had all the power. And then Norman did call me to tell me I wasn't on, which I still think was such just a classy That move. is a nice move. He called me Oprah. Because <laughs> I called him Oprah lover. Because he loved Oprah. He loved Oprah. And then Definitely sometimes he'd call me Oprah Lover Lover because I loved him. <laughs> One time I was drunk at a party and I licked his head. But I was going to say, um, the, uh, no. I, I, there was a couple drunk, weird nights with that Best Week Ever crew. That was a yeah, uh, yeah, insane yeah. crew. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I was going to say, but I, 
now you are divorced, I can say. But I did always feel that there was a yeah, weird Yeah, tell me thing. that. Tell me. What does that mean? We were because... on tour, and I don't know if we were in Bonnaroo or we were somewhere. And I remember you just laying down some foundation about your relationship. you got to tell and, me this. And it was uh, – you kind of were like – it. Uh, you lived not I, – I, I'm – because I I'm, I now know from the podcast that I, I listen to a lot <laughs> uh, <laughs> that um that you like I know some more details because of you've told them but yes. when I was there like I remember that you didn't live close by and she never came out for stuff yeah I, I remember that being a big thing and she didn't seem all that interested in what you were doing yeah. or supportive of yeah, what yeah. you were doing and I remember just going like this is not. This we, is not good. And I may have been I, – and I think when we were on tour, I may have just been out of a long-term relationship and seen some similarities there. But I just remember going, no. Ah. No, no, no. And it was – you know when you have that feeling, like you just feel like it was – and it wasn't because of anything more than it just felt like she was not supportive of you and you seemed to be going on this path. Like It right. seemed like – you were going to keep on going what you're doing, right. and it seemed like she was going to put her feet in the in the sand more and more. Yeah. And I think it may have even been like she was even complaining that you were away on these tours, I think, or something. Like you were away on these weekends because she was – I could no, be no, imagining no. that. I, I also might have been complaining about that too. I remember being like, this is really hard to be away. Oh, you had to call her a lot, yeah, didn't you? I did call her a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I had to. But and I, I sure just remember did. that. I remember <laughs> there were – and I just and, – and We were children. We, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm course. a baby boy, and I'm calling her all the time. No, look, I, I mean, I am so happy I'm in the relationship that I'm in, but sure. I also am thrilled that I'm out of certain relationships. Yeah. That I, I mean, I had two long-term relationships that I'm very excited to be out of. Nothing against those people, but, sure. but you make mistakes. When well, you know, younger. that's what's funny, of course, and and mine just had paperwork. I feel like that's, yeah. that's the difference. And, you know, families get involved. Well, look, my family, when I broke up with my girlfriend, my, my longest-term girlfriend besides my wife. How long uh, was that? Over five years. Because okay, can I interject yeah, here? Because please. I remember we're on Best Week Ever tour, yeah. live tour, and we had just started. So yeah. were you with uh, people? Know your wife's name? You were with June at yes. that time. Yes. No, I was not with June at that time. You were with a different bride. I was with a different girl. Yes, broad. Yes, you were with a different bride. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was with one of them broads. Uh, no, I was with a different broad. We yes. we go to like a Olive Garden or some Red Lobster yeah. shit on the road. And we're eating, and I told you my philosophy on getting married. Uh-huh. And I remember you were like, kind of, I might be misremembering. No, but I remember you were like, I, would love I, to hear I this. think I, I want to get married. And I was like, man, I, I endorse it. This is what I used to tell. Listen to the least romantic thing yeah. you hear. Oh my God, this makes my dick crawl inside my body. No, I love this. This is like when you go back and you go, like, and you look at yourself in relationships, Ugh. you're like, oh, Ugh. I was like, like, I look back at, like, the things I did in relationships, like, um, I was a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an idiot. Yeah. This is an idiot. This is what an idiot would say. The main I'm just recently me- getting excited about. Embracing it. I used to be too embarrassed to talk about yeah. like, big, disgusting mistakes that I made. Uh, now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? There, well, that's what Mulaney said. Did you listen to Mulaney's yes, episode? He's like, can we stop pretending our like our past mistakes are embarrassing? He's yeah. like, people love them. People it's, love yeah. hearing about them. And it's like, but I think it's like, it, to me, it's like, I get that pit in my stomach because I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed for myself. But then I'm like, oh, well, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm not there anymore, so yeah. I should be over The seven it. has dissipated. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no one can smell it anymore. Seven's gone. It's wafted <laughs> away. Uh, laser. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I... Uh, my you... girlfriend's wearing clown shoes. <laughs> ah, nice! <laughs> That's sharpshooting. I, uh... Okay, so you and I were eating, yeah. and I told you, I was like, here's the main feature of getting married to right. me, was that it 
closes off that section of your brain. Ooh. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. I go, you can close the book. This is making that me nauseous. That may have been actually why. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, because it didn't seem very romantic. It's the least. Ro- In fact, I think my wife knew. My my wife, my yeah. ex wife knew that that's how I felt because I told her I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. I was like, I like that I found my girl. Yeah, this is I my girl, very and she'll be my girl forever, and it's a big load off my mind. I don't have to worry about hitting on other broads or finding a broad. I already have a broad. Yeah. I didn't call them broads at the time. I remember actually where we had this. because I remember the like look a, on your face. I remember You were sitting like, across from me in a booth. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I remember exactly where we were. Because you and I were two people that were in relationships in a tour where many people were yes, single. that's right. And uh, Going to colleges and yes. stuff. Where people think you can go and have sex. And exactly. apparently some people do. And we were both very faithful to our, our significant others. That's true. Uh, oh boy! Isn't that yeah. wild? So I actually thought that that was June, and that I influenced you getting married. No, not but at I all. Didn't at all, which is great because yes. I was a child, and you were you were yeah wise I just, enough to recognize. That. Uh, yeah, I've just been married for three years now, but we've been going out for quite some time—an eight-year relationship. So what happened? I, I I was actually when I was talking about dumping that girl whose poop I smelled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a free show, you know that. Yeah, love when it. I was talking about dumping that girl whose poop I smelled, I was going to ask you if you've been dumped or do you do the dumping? No, I got I got dumped twice. I, I guess I got dumped. The two big ones. Two big ones. Um, yeah, and both of them were because I'm a dummy. Like not a dummy, but like a like, I knew it was bad, and I held on for too long. Because we're nice. We're nice. All right, well, I mean. But at what point is nice bad? <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's, it's bad. Thing. Like, I, I wish I would. Look, I went to. Oh, man. We, okay. <laughs> this is this is some. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but this is good. <laughs> uh, I was, I went with my my girlfriend at the time to her parents' house <laughs> and for Thanksgiving. I love it already. Okay. I just love it already. And um, we're in the airport. So high stakes. Oh, it's so... And, and, and we've been going out for years. Uh, high, you know. high stakes. And like, so like, they picture a relationship like four years in, you know, going over to her parents' house for Thanksgiving. I'm not going to Thanksgiving at my own house. I think it was the first time I never did that. That's a big thing. Big thing. And so we're in the airport. Judging each meal. Oh. Each course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, the weird yes. house smell. Well, just, it, it's, yeah, the house smell is always a big deal. Yeah. I worry about my house. I'm like, do I have a house smell? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wish people would be honest and be like, you have a house smell. Yeah. This is what it is. Thank you. If it's bad, if it's good, let's keep it. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> Bottle it. But uh, so we're going on the, we're getting in the airplane and she goes, she looks at me and she's like, I think we should break up. And I was like, what? And on the airplane to the parents? Yes. Now, this is the second time this has happened to me. I've had two. Right, the other one is even more upsetting. So we Wait, go. it's stuck? You did break up? Okay, so we fly, we're flying to her house. Now, I have this information that she wants to break up. Now, where's the worst place to have that? In your parents' house where you're surrounded by family mm. for a whole weekend. So now, like, like the there's like a pit in my stomach of like going, what? We want to break up? And we have no time alone. Ooh, of course so, not. Like, the only what time is the sleeping arrangement? Well, we're in the same bed at night. So like the only time we can kind of talk about in it. In her house? In her house. <laughs> at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, oh man, even talking about it right now, I feel that knot in my stomach. Yeah, like, oh, We me would too. just sit there and we talk about it. And I go, I, what do you mean? Like, I just think that this is, I don't know. I feel like our relationship, we're, I, I, I've, and, and she wanted to break up. And so now, to make matters worse, 
like you know we're going out for a long time and they're getting a, like we got some gifts when we were there for Thanksgiving they're all like coupley gifts like here's a gift for the couple and I was like oh and I just like, it's when you got that toilet yeah <laughs> I still use it today and so that's it's, you know so compact that whole weekend we don't get to talk about it that much the do you remember time, any of the real gifts I'm sorry um, I remember them being bathrobes with, yeah. like with the yeah, names yeah, yeah, on them yeah bathrobes like joining bathrobes the only reason why I don't remember it being Remember it that clearly is because the shitstorm that continues after it, it was a full assault on my senses because it was like, we get there, we can't really talk that much. Then the first time we have a chance to really talk is in the airport going back home to New York. Mm. And we're talking in the airport and I'm like, I was sick to my stomach. A was she bit. like, kind of like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Pass pretty much. the EMs. I don't yeah, talk pretty about much. It. And, and uh, and she's talking about it. So now I land in New York, and whatever I did here, I scheduled a vacation with my dad. My dad and I are going to go away, like a father-son vacation to Ireland for like 12 days. So literally, I was landing in, in JFK, going home, switching out bags, and then getting in a car with my dad to go to JFK again to fly to Ireland. Wow. So we get there. I'm like freaking out. And then I have to leave my girlfriend who wants to break up with me for 12 days. Mm. So it was the worst vacation with my dad of all time because I'm literally having this breakup and I can't get to phones. Mm. And I'm like journaling, which I've never done, like just trying to like articulate. And I tell my dad, like, I think, you know, me and so-and-so are breaking up. And he was like, hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. My dad not equipped to deal with mm. a breakup. Right. And it was the darkest time. And I remember being at an internet cafe in Ireland <laughs> and getting a text message like, all right, if you want to stay together, I researched a couples therapist and we can go to couples therapy. And like sent me a website and I was, and I was looking at this website. Oh. And then I was like, oh, and then we went to couples therapy. Oh, fuck. And it was like, and then, you know, that's a whole ordeal where you're, you're going into a building and you're seeing like broken couples go out and you're coming in. Mm. And then we're, it's, it's dark and it's terrible. Like, mm. Going to couples therapy and the couples therapist after a couple of times. Like, Man or woman? A woman. Dr. Jill, and uh, and she's like, can you just give me four more weeks? And my girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, sure. And then that day, it was like, I'm leaving for California later. Bye. And she literally took, left, left me in this apartment, gone, just got out of town. But she's like, I didn't break, but then she's like, I didn't break up with you. But then I heard she was hooking up with some other guy at a wedding. Yeah, that's a breakup. Yeah, it was a breakup. And then she made me break up with her. But I was like, you did. You moved across country, left me with a dog. You broke up you with You had me. a dog? Oh, yeah. The worst dog in the world. She got it for me as a birthday gift. And the the and the wor- the dog was the most violent dog. He was like from the uh, from the minute one she was presented the dog to me, <laughs> and I got the dog on my birthday. And she was like, "Here he is!" And he had pissed all over the bed, so he was like in a puddle of piss uh, already. So that was the first interaction with the dog, a cleaning ah. a pup, a pissed puppy. And then it was like on my birthday night, so I couldn't go out and drink because I had to go home and like walk the puppy. It, it was bad news, man. I don't know if I did any of that justice. You did it. Uh, but it was a, it was a terrible oh. – and the fact that I let myself go down that much well, of a that's, spiral. Well, that's, that's what is the story to me because I've been that man too. Yeah. And there's parts of me that is still that man. So the thing is is what I want to ask is how yeah. would Paul now deal with that situation because like my therapist is all about dealing with things in real time. Yeah. It's a big thing. Uh, I've said this on the show before but it bears repeating is, is I, used, I had this girlfriend that used to like really scream at me and really lose her shit. Yeah. You know and I have, I've talked about this. I used to picture farting in her face while she was yelling. <laughs> it was such a relief. You want to talk about shitting to break up with yeah. somebody? While she was yelling 
I, I can't say this enough because I feel so alone. When someone's yelling at me, I do two things. It doesn't happen often, but one is picture farting in their face. I like that. It's it helps. The, yeah. It helps. Two is I picture like big, bold, transparent white text over their face, like fuck this and stuff like, like that. Kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator. Like, you're yeah, the yeah, 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 but really, really big. Asshole. Really, really yeah. big. Really, really big. Uh, lately, my new coping mechanism for anything difficult that I have to do is tell myself that it's a good episode of my life. Like if somebody, if there's something bad or something hard that I have yeah. to do, it really helps. You just go, great episode. <laughs> like think of, you'd mentioned Breaking yeah. Bad, just be like, this is a big one. This is a big one, yeah. Some Pete had to break up down. with the girl that made the poopies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like that one. I, that's oh, a good that's one. a good one. Ryan Johnson directed it. It was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, great soundtrack. Really good. <laughs> Whatever. Really, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's yeah. the thing. So, he, the thing that he told me was when my girlfriend was screaming at me, uh, being really irrational, he was like, you know, you're allowed to leave. Like, you can. Right. Like, and I'm not here to say that people should run from their problems. But if someone's being a real piece of shit and they're just being abusive. Yeah. I'm a grown man. And he used to tell me this. He's like, you're a grown man. You can get in your car. That you yes, own and go and go to the uh, go to the. He always used to say, "Go to the Four Seasons." Like oh, wow. some like go, yeah, treat yourself, treat yourself right. go have a nice night because you can because you don't need to be with this. You know, I think that there is a couple things that I learned. So about you're on the airplane. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I think there's a couple things I learned f- out of relationships that I think are good. Please tell me. One is it is okay to fight with your significant other. I always thought like. I never fought with any girlfriend, yeah, like, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and not in a way like, but like, say how I felt. And mm-hmm. I think that like, you start to hold accounts with people because like, you don't say what you're feeling, you don't talk about stuff. And I think there's nothing wrong with my last girlfriend, uh, the long term one. It was just like our relationship devolved into like a friendship and a, and a partnership. And it wasn't like a, it was exactly what you described. It was not a there was no love or excitement to it and i think because it was just sort of like we just didn't care like and now i know that like it's great it's is if you care about somebody mm. and you can have that kind of you can you know i'm not saying we're screaming at each other all the time but if no. something bothers me i can say something and she can say something and, right. and i'm not afraid of losing that person and i think to me the way i approached that whole relationship was just wrong like i just would never express anything yes. and i and i i tried to be a good person and i also wouldn't let anyone know what was going on like i yeah. didn't want to tell my dad that way i would be breaking up because it would be like well, what would he think of me i'm a failure i, mm-hmm. I messed this mm-hmm. up meanwhile i told my mom that we broke up and she's like oh, i have a bottle of champagne that i was gonna give you guys when you got engaged and i was like oh, that's not what i want oh i thought it was gonna be because i've been waiting for you to break up uh, <laughs> It was so yeah, it was Fuck rough. Joyce. I've been imagining her name as Joyce, Joyce this whole time. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. I, I have relationships that I think were ended not necessarily because of the person, but because of who we were at the time together. And right. the whole relationship theory needed to be revisited. Yeah. And I think we share that in common. I wonder if you can relate to this analogy. I always look at like the relationship starts and you just have an empty suitcase and it's right. real light. And you remember that last person. I like saying mm. bitch. People don't like it, but I think it's so Say broad. Fun. Broad is broad is also funny. I I, I don't know why that last bitch. <laughs> I do think it's funny for nice people to be mean. It's so funny because I also <laughs> picture like I picture the listeners of this podcast being like very gentle. Like yo, sure, like, yeah, like, they're, hearing, they're like, all sweethearts. Just go like that, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so dismissive. Yeah. Anyway, so the, you remember the, the last suitcase. bad person, and her suitcase was so heavy because it was just filled with these dirty bricks. Where did <laughs> these bricks come from? So you get a new girlfriend. And the, and the suitcase is very light. And what I'm describing right now is dysfunction. Right. This isn't good. Right. 
and I want to get. By rid the of way, this. I'll tell you one thing. I'm just sidetracked you for one second. Huh? One of the reasons that girl broke up with me is she said, "Whenever we pack, we pack in separate suitcases." And I was like, "Oh, is that a thing? Should oh. we be packing in the same suitcase?" But go ahead. That's insane. Yeah, right. That's an insane complaint. I don't think that that was the reason, but I think at a certain point when you just want to get out of a relationship, you're like, "Oh, that's a reason." You'll you'll flip a switch. Yeah. People talk about the thin line of you make love poopies. and hate and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their thing, it's so weird. But I'm sorry, cut you off. So you have, no, no, you no. have a suitcase. And so I- what happens is like uh, TJ and I talk about this a lot too because uh, TJ is a different kind of nice guy, but he yeah. is a very sweet guy. Very sweet. So you'll do something for the partner. You'll overlook something or you'll withhold something. And yeah. somewhere you and I, I'm going to group you in on this. Sure, and you please. correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong. Somewhere along the line we were like, <clears throat> it's nice to let things go. It's good. Right. It's like that's what nice people do. Yeah. Someone irked me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive them because mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Right. But what that is is that's like just a tiny little brick, and you put it in the suitcase. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then like over time, I will mention Jamie Lee. She won't mind. She and I have talked about this. When she and I broke up, she just had no idea why because like she didn't see you hold these accounts. Yeah, I know. You just kind of put a thing. Peace. It's it's uh, from there will be blood building a case against me yeah. piece by piece. Exactly. Tiny little things adding up. So when you say it's good to argue about something, it's yeah. good to mention something. Uh, I I have some ex girlfriends that would completely agree. Like uh, I remember one thing that um, Jamie and I fought about. Not even fought about. I think she'll be okay with this. She doesn't mind. I, I she used to just say it's not Jamie. It's not Jamie. Yeah. Okay. Great. Joyce. Okay. Great. Joyce. <laughs> Joyce Lee. I dated Joyce too. <laughs> So I, I, it's, a, it's a regular relationship yeah. thing. It could be anybody. I remember that if I would like text her something at the table, she would just kind of be like, hey, can you not while yeah. we're at dinner? And then, But if she wanted to text, she would text. Yes. Whatever. So that's, a, that's an idea of a brick. So what I should do instead of putting the brick in is take that brick and throw it out the window yes. and, and let the shattered glass be everywhere. And then we all have to clean it up together and be like, look, I don't, I don't like that you told me to put my phone exactly. away but you, and then you take your phone out. But instead, nice – I'm doing air quotes on a yeah. podcast – but nice guy Pete doesn't. And then he's putting a harbor brick in there well here's what i'll tell what you an asshole i have harbor bricks <laughs> and i'll tell you how to fix the harbor brick tell, I, oh god i think this is what i figured out please tell me uh here's the thing so if jamie or joyce <laughs> if joyce if joyce texted during your dinner would that uh, just on the base level would that bother you just don't take away what she thought about you would that bother you here's one weird thing okay. it kind of depends okay well you see because my, so, I guess uh, yes. Okay, so here's my most of the time yes. All right, so that what I try to do is this. There are certain things that June, who is my wife, uh, that she'll like complain about things that I do. And now when I catch her doing those things, those things don't bother me. But I used That's to be like, well, because you called me on it, I'm going to call you on it. Right, right, right. But now I've been better, and I just go like, oh, well, when you do something that bothers me, I'm just going to say. That that bothers me. Like I like I don't need to go tit for tat. Like if if you don't like that I text, I'm not going to come back at you and go. Oh, I, see. I don't like that you text. Right. I may be fine that she texts. Right. I mean I may not be, but I like. So, I understand. You know what I'm saying. So I think that that's what I've you been trying to do. You don't need to, to have it be one one on one. Right. It doesn't have to be like just because you lay down these laws for me. Right. I need to lay them down for you because there might be different things that I think right. that irk me that I don't want you to. So I'm trying to. It which is. You know, you know, yeah. Harbor bricks are tough. Well, it's, I, I can you relate one, to? Yeah. Oh, please. I had a girl one time told me that she put a post-it note on me. She's like, I don't like that you do that, and that's a post-it note on you. And I was like, a post-it note. It's like, like almost like a post-it note on my soul. She's like, you can, you know, if that changes, I'll take that post-it note off. That's but insane. That's an insane thing. 
Is this the same, same brother? No. It was like we got a pack in the same suitcase. No, that was no, that was the <laughs> the, the that was that bitch before. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to that. I want to hear about that relationship oh too. Oh my god, that here's here's my question yes. for you. And by the way, everybody listening, and I'm really talking to myself. I'm not going to do that suitcase thing anymore. I just can't. I, I honestly I think me. it's it like I, I I I'm a firm believer, and uh, and my wife is very good about this. Is just talking about stuff when it bothers you, and then it's not a big deal, right? And it won't be. And I, I guarantee you that even if it's a fight for ten minutes, it will be better than the two-hour fight that you're going to have six months from now because you didn't right. take care of it then, right? And it's sort of like everything that goes against. I think what you and I, I'm going to lump you in with me and say that I have those feelings too. It's like, well, I don't want to make a big deal out yes. of it, but it's like the same he- time. It's like it's okay. It bothers you, and that's it. And we're people, and that's and then it bothers. It bothers you. Here's, it may not bother you next week, but it bothers you now. The Tony Robbins reprogram that I have to do for myself, and I am using Robbins' uh, philosophy here, yeah. is I associate not complaining mm-hmm. with the momentary pleasure of avoiding a minor conflict in the moment. What I should really associate it with, which is what you just said, is the two-hour fight yeah. or the breakup or that all that dishonesty and withholding leads to, if I can link not speaking how I feel with that pain instead of the pleasure. Right. You know, it, you know it's like eating cake. I associate yeah. it with sweetness. I should associate it with, you know, obesity or well, how about how about even like this? This is a terrible – this might be so cheeseball and I appreciate – I, oh, I thought you were going to say hating Koreans. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I can't oh. say it enough. Um, <laughs> there, there is a thing. This is cheesy. I've never said it out loud. I'm going to say, say it out loud, it. but I'm embracing it. Think of it like a guitarist, right? You have to get calluses on your hands to be good. So every time you, you hurt your finger, you get a callus, it's going to make you stronger. So those little fights make you a better guitar I mean, player. I know it makes, yeah, it makes you a better guitar player. Yeah. So those little fights make you better to be in a relationship because yes. you're actively using that tool of communication. It's brilliant. And then, you know, and it's, I mean, look, we always are going to have problems. You, you know, when I'm, I'm married, so I have a permanent roommate. And there are certain things that, like, there's certain things that bug the shit out of me that June does that, like, it's stupid stuff, like not filling up the Brita water filter. Sure. But that's not like a fight, you know? So it's like, there always will be things like that. But it's like, but if you can just communicate and get it out. Right. I've never been happier. And this is like, and this is maybe like the first long term relationship in which I've done that. And shorter term relationships, I learn, you know, you learn. I mean, yeah, going yeah, to therapy yeah. actually was one of the best things I ever did in a couple's relationship. I mean, I would. You mean the couple's therapy? Yeah, because it helped me like go like I need to get out of this relationship. I think it softened the blow. Ultimately, oh. it was good because it was like you know that's a five year relationship. That's a big chunk to kind of excise from yeah. yourself, and and it helped me. Uh, yeah, it helped me big time. Is that where you got guitar fingers? Um, I got guitar fingers. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I got guitar fingers. No, from this relationship, I got guitar fingers. Yeah, because it, it's it's good. It's just good. It's like because it's not your your own. It's only worth being with somebody that you can fight with. All the time and not worry about it. Like, right. okay, yeah, we fought about it, and we're and now we're out for dinner, and it's all gone, and everything's great right. because we spent fifteen minutes dealing with that one thing. Well, it goes back to people like withholding their love because mm-hmm. of something. Like, yeah, I, I guess. But where did I learn that? I, I don't understand. Is the idea that if I 
tell somebody that I don't want them texting at the table or whatever. I don't want someone snapping their gum during a movie or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm worried that if I tell them that, I guess the fantasy is that they will stop loving Well, me. that's exactly it. And that's that's what I think I came from too. But if you're with a good person, why they would don't they stop? Care. Yeah, why would they stop? They're not going to get it. Somebody recently told me that I was a loud gum chewer and I was mm. like, thank you so much. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like J- June and I always joke about this too. It's like we always like, tell, tell me if I have bad breath. You tell me. Okay, yeah, please. And then you'll inevitably tell that person you have bad breath and there will be a moment. It's yeah. a moment. It's like a, like a Band-Aid pull. It's like... <gasps> You feel embarrassed. You feel nervous. Yeah, and and then ultimately you're thankful. Yeah, but it is like, but it's it's good. Like yeah, I'd rather yeah, yeah, yeah. say, and, and I want it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hurt for a second. Yeah, but you're appreciative because of you course. didn't go out. Because it's true. You realize you're in the tr- you're in the trust tree. Yeah, and you <laughs> and you want that. You yeah. want that. So you're Paul. You're Paul Shear now. Yes, and you go back in time, and you're on that aeroplane when she broke up with you. I think. Man, I'm wondering if you what get I off do. the plane. I, well, you know what? I can go back to another situation where I was also dumped on a vacation. Yeah, please. Uh, that was in college. And again, we went home for Christmas. Do, uh, can I interrupt? Yeah. Do birthdays and holidays just exist to shine scathing spotlights on the flaws of our relationship? You know what it is? It's like you can't fake the funk anymore. I know your story very well about your birthday and you were oh, at the bar. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I know yeah. that. And so, uh, from listening to the podcast, which cool. I've, I've heard a couple episodes of. <laughs> Uh, you listen to the podcast? I can't believe I, uh, I believed you too. Uh, and so, but like, I think you just can't fake it anymore. And you have to be like, you know what? No, I don't want to like hug you and be with you and share like this a holiday where you're supposed to be like all cozy. And up then or there's like other romantic. people that share their DNA also around yeah. you, and you start seeing their foibles and fuck ups like aged. Like yeah, barrel aged thirty years. Like you see her, then you. I, I, it's always so dangerous to look at the mom. You got to give them a pass. Maybe they won't be like the mom, yeah. but it's probably a good idea like that the they're going to be like the mom. And you're going to be like your dad. It's yeah. fucking crazy. So we got we on that one. It was Christmas time, <laughs> and you know she broke up with me in the house like late one night. Wait, Bro- where? Whose house? Uh, this is my girl, uh, my college You're girlfriend at her, girl- at her house in Florida, <laughs> and uh, and we're we're in uh, you know we're in her bedroom late at night, and she's like, I think we need to break up, and I was like, oh, and then I was there, and it was day one of a seven day trip, and and I stayed for the full seven days faking this relationship when there would be moments where I would be bawling like her parents like go like in like we go drive together with her parents somewhere and then like her parents would leave the car like please why why and she's like no and she was like fucking stone cold she's like no we're done we're done and then like we went to Walt Disney World together because I want I was like I'm and it was the most upsetting day at Walt Disney World. Like we actually got there, and she's like, "We shouldn't go in." I was like, "Yeah, like and I love Disney. Like that's a big nerd thing that I have." And I like if she I love brought Disney me. Too. She brought me to the gates of Disney. I was like, "Fuck you!" And now ah! go back out. And, and it was, you didn't go in. Didn't go in. And I and if I would and I always think you back to that. Didn't go in. I was like, if that happened to me today, and she broke up with me, I'd be like, "Okay, you're right. Take my bag. Take my rental car. Go to Disney World." Go to my Four yeah. Seasons, yeah, do whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. or fly home. You're just fingering Snow White, like yeah. fuck you, yeah, bitch. Feel it, feel it. <laughs> but I didn't want to like embarrass her in front of her parents. I didn't want to be a bad boy, and I also was like kissing up to her parents as in, in like, hopes that hopes that her parents were like you should stay in this. Room. Like that, what that, a like, good man you found, yeah, exactly. And like she was angry with me because I was performing too much, 
and that was her big thing. Uh, and so it was like a very like I don't know. So how I would deal with the the other one? You I, leave the you go to Disney World in the in this one. Uh, the Disney World one I would go to the going to Ireland one and the Thanksgiving. I think I would probably handle it similar in because it's just a stressful time to deal with it. Um, but I would have been more open with my. I just needed yeah, time yeah, to yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to be dumped and then go on a ten day vacation with, with your dad is not what I would recommend to anyone. Yeah, especially because it's open. It's like I'm saying, like, hey, I want to dump you anyway. I'll see you in a week. All right, right. great. We'll talk about it in a week. Right, right. And right. then like I'm buying like portable phones in Ireland to call her to be like, Oof. what? And she like literally remember she was out with one of my friends and she was like. I went out with so and so, and we had a great time. And I really realized that this is actually a really good thing. I should, we should be broken up. Look, like, oh, you're having a good time with out and about. Friend? Yeah, like with my friend too. At our time, like our mutual friend, she's like, we're out and we're having a great time. Romantically? Really like, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, I like see. just like friend, girlfriend, fun time. Uh, but yeah, man, it was yeah. So, buddy, we're like the same. We're very similar. I know. When I listen to the podcast, I think that all the time. <laughs> did I tell you that? St- did you hear the episode where I talk about having a huge fight Christmas? Mm-hmm. Huge fight with this girl, losing her mind in the driveway of her parents' house. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the biggest fight I've ever had in my life. And this one, I actually fired a couple shots back, which were which mm-hmm. I was I'm proud of now. I wish yeah. I had been more assertive and then we just had a huge fight and i was in her driveway and i was like i can either paul sheer pete holmes this right and tell her the combination of words i know yeah listen, listen to the words of a sociopath tell her the words that i know will calm her down right and then we'll go in and we'll have christmas yeah it's either go calm down mm-hmm. i do, i love this girl sure i mean it wasn't right i loved her yeah. at the time and and I, I we were just having this horrible fight and i knew we weren't right for each other yeah I, I go back. What I did do, of course, was Pete Holmes, Paul Shear, calmed her down. We went in and we had Christmas. And we opened like couple gifts and yeah, shit. Yeah, the worst. And, and I well, was we like, had to play. We had to Ugh. play Trivial Pursuit together as a team, mm. like team-based games mm. when you're in the middle of a breakup. Oh, Is I, there anything I, worse? Nothing. Nothing worse. The, 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 the passive aggressiveness of like playing Scrabble with this girl when we were mad at each other was just like so – shitty like like you'd get like a really big score and it would be like yeah fuck you this i actually ooh, i've never told this story <laughs> this is a terrible story i want to hear it oh god okay so i'm with this girl who for lack of a better uh, way to put it uh is wearing the pants okay got okay. it and i was really uh really, hillary clinton what's that yeah hillary she was a hillary clinton type woman <laughs> picture Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That makes the story fun. like Tony Robbins yeah. thing. It works. Yeah. Clown shoes. So I was dating this girl and I was thinking about this recently and I hadn't thought about it in a long time. She used to like to go to this place and play cards. Like she okay. was kind of like a you know, yeah. brassy and liked hanging out with the boys and play cards. So sure. I went with her. And this was like a big deal. And we played cards and I love playing poker. But, but it was one of these relationships where I had a really hard time being myself. Yeah. That's my fault. I'm, I'm not shitting on her in no. this story. Look, there, there's always – both people are at fault yep. in every breakup, Absolutely. every relationship, Absolutely. everything. This is not a story of me saying what a crazy person. And I've, yeah, I've talked badly about both of these people. I yep. was terrible in these relationships. And my fault, my bag of bricks in this situation was that I just wouldn't assert myself. So I would shrink and shrink and shrink to fit – the relationship because when I was being myself, yeah, it didn't work because we were both kind of alphas. We were yeah. both pretty alpha e. Alf, <laughs> Alf was a real alpha. Yeah, he was really alpha. <laughs> he, would, he would always yell at Willie, and he would uh, well, that was try to eat that cat. Willie's trying to be the alpha, <laughs> and Alf is alpha. Just cutting him down. <laughs> 
constantly. And that's the reason why that actor uh, got addicted to crack. That's right. <laughs> he also just looks like he should be on crack. He yeah. looks like a cracky guy. Anyway, uh, so we go to this poker thing. It was a big deal. I meet all, all her friends, and like I'm sitting in. Ah, listen to the words of a defeated man. Uh-huh. At the time, I just had no power. My yeah. dick was so flaccid. I mean, I was, we were fucking and stuff. I just mean like my spiritual dick was just yeah. limp and sad, and I was not the man that sits here with you today. <laughs> I was like a shadow no, of him. No, of course. A Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox of the idea of me keeps getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, and the paper just looks white, and that's who's yeah. playing poker with her. So we're playing cards, and she's being fun, and she's loud, and she's yeah. brash, and everybody loves her. And I'm sitting there, and I just feel like the chump boyfriend. And it's kind of my own fault. I guess I could, but whatever. We're just sitting, and we're playing. So we get into a hand, me and the girl, and it's, it's heads up. Right. Oh, no. And uh, I played well. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. Were you going to throw the hand? I could throw the hand and not win. Yeah. And I put her all in, and I knew I had her. And I put her all in, and I knocked her out. Is that a bad thing, though? It was maybe the worst thing. <laughs> because here's the thing. I could have won. Right, you could have. But I, you put her all in. I put her all in. I could have taken her a good amount of her money and let her keep playing. It's a friendly game. Yeah, oh. But I fucking, my, my limp, pathetic little, like, dried fig moment. of a dick coughed and got just a, it just wanted to fuck something and just wanted to assert myself and and I knocked her out and then she was livid everyone at the table hated me everyone at the table hated me it was one of the worst nights of my life and we went back and had like a real big fight about the game but it wasn't really about the game yeah, it was, it was about, about the relationship wow. isn't that terrible that's a terrible but you know what those are those moments you got to take victories in like when that when my ex-girlfriend uh, when we broke up and she just left and took off you know, I had the whole house that we had, the whole apartment we lived together. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the dog. And, the dog. <laughs> and, um, and she said to me, she's like, well, just pack up my stuff and send it to me. I was like, and I remember like I had this moment. I was like, no, you come back here. Yeah. You pack up your That's shit. That's fig dick right there. And I was like, and you take this fucking dog too. Yes. And uh, and and I mean, I probably, <laughs> that's how I probably wanted to say it. I probably was much more polite about it. Sure. But um yeah, that was that was my moment that I did feel like. Well, yeah, pack up your shit, get it out. Like I'm not pack, I'm not gonna pack your stuff. This is this is sad dad syndrome. We talk about this a lot. Men have this weird gear that we can go yeah. into. This lower gear. Oh, remind me about. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. What is uh, it? Just uh, saddest moment. Yeah, saddest. Yeah. I, I my first note, by the way. Yeah. Is just loopy. I just wrote that I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling loopy, so I wrote that down. What were we just about to say? You're very cogent. Um, uh, we were talking about. Uh, I said poker. F- poker. I said fuck. Uh, I told her. Like, oh yeah. yeah, sad dad syndrome. Yeah, it's a big thing for me. Is the idea of never wanting to be a sad dad because there's this gear of uh, relent that men have. Right. Men are these guys that have these fantasies of being like. Fuck you, you come get your bags. Like the stuff of King. Yeah, with, like yeah. ham juice in yeah. your beard and a broadsword and just fucking maidens. Game and of shit. style, yeah. We're those we're those yeah. creatures. We're also, you know, the guy from sideways. We're also just these like neutered things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm absolutely well, I think we are not very, saying I think ahead. we're supposed to we're we're trained to be not over I, I think that our generation Yes. Is like to be a little bit more passive, to be a little bit more yes. sidewaysy, and that's why not Don Draper. That's why Draper's so appealing. That's yeah. why Draper's so appealing. This vag—I uh, I, I don't mean this in a bad way. 
like spoiler alert, vagina e men like just men that are that are uh, forget that i said vagina e i feel people being offended by that sometimes i have <laughs> stupid thoughts no it's not what like, i mean is neutered men it's just you know what i think that there are certain ways that you feel like you have to act only because you Want to be a good guy? You don't want to be overly coarse yes. or, or and the abusive whole Fight or... Club thing. Generation raised by women and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So here's here's Draper and raised by his abusive, weird stepfather and his dead mother. Yeah, is got, you know, he's gone. And then and now we love these characters that are and I, these come up all the time. The Drapers, the Tony Sopranos, these alpha guys, these dicks. Yeah. That are dicks that act impulsively that that act selfishly, but also somehow manage to have a family as well. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Yeah. Like they all do. They're all philandering. They're all some of them are violent, right? But they also have like kids that they like have heart to heart. Well, I with. think, but that's the that's part of the trick is like you can be able to act both ways, and hopefully if that person. Respect, yeah, mutual respect. Yeah. You can kind of you can kind of well the empowering. you don't have to be yeah you don't have to always be. Asking for forgiveness. You yeah. can just take initiative. On well, see, certain- that's an interesting thing. Brett uh, Ernst and I were talking about that. The idea – see, in a relationship, it's my understanding that I should empower their femininity and they should empower my masculinity. Right. There should be a but seesaw that's, to I it. don't think that that – well, go ahead. I that's mean, it. I'm done. I don't, oh, I, was saying, I don't think that people should empower your masculinity as much as you shouldn't feel afraid to take it. Yeah. As much as you shouldn't be afraid to take your femininity. Right. You, know, yeah, like, yeah. you should have a yin and a yang yes. to it both. You know? I completely concur. So saddest, saddest moment. moment. Yeah, it's right here. This is this is the end of my relationship with that <laughs> Wait, person. Wait, it's worse than the other one? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm on so I'm in the apartment. It's empty. It's moving day. My grandmother my grandmother tripped and fell in the garage. She passed away a week before. Uh, a week later. A, a week later. Like, no, no. She like a week before this moment. Or maybe like 10 days before this moment. She tripped in the garage. Totally healthy woman died. Oh, she died then. She died then in oh, this period shit. of time. Then 7 days later my grandfather Dies because my grandmother dies. So that's two big events. I'm in the middle of a breakup. I'm sitting on this bed in an empty apartment. Mm. Everything's in boxes. The bed's pulled away from the wall. My dog is there. It's like a day before the dog's going to go away. And I'm like so upset. My grandparents are dead. My girl is gone. And I'm in this bed. I'm just sitting there. And my dog comes up to me. And this is a fucking... Everyone hated this dog. <laughs> this dog was a violent dog. You bring him to a dog park, he would chase everybody. People would be like, put him on a leash! Put him on a leash! <laughs> like, he was such an angry... Everyone who came to my house hated him. He was a terrible dog. And this dog comes up to me. So sweet. Like, almost like, I was like, oh, the dog knows what I'm going through. Like, I'm <laughs> in my lowest of my low. The dog comes up, like, to, like, kind of sniff me, give me, like, a little lick on the face or whatever. It comes up to me and just... With this big fucking <laughs> nose, cracks my nose open, pff, breaks my nose. What? Because like the dog beat me up, <laughs> and the fi- and my lowest of the low, the dumb dog comes over and just like cush, cracks it, and then my I'm bleeding in a bed, and I'm just like, and I just sat there, and I was like, this is me. <laughs> This is like, and it was like, and then the, the lowest moment. I've never yeah. had it. It was, it was a terrible time, just in that bed, just like ah, uh, just let the blood just yeah. run. Of course, like, you oh, let it run. Just let me just exist in this. This is not good. Great episode. Great episode. Great, Great episode. Credits roll. Yeah, yeah. Don't think twice. It's <laughs> all right. Starts to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Jesus, was a, that man. was a. But then, you know, the dog left, the apartment left, and clean slate, and, and then I had a great couple of years before I uh, met you. How did you meet uh, June? Uh, we met through UCB. I do a bunch of stuff over at Upright Citizens Brigade, and uh, and she was doing a show, and then we kind of met 
casually. We had we were both were in like semi relationships, but like very casual relationships, and mm-hmm. it kept on coming back and forth. And then uh, it always sounds very unromantic to say that, like like we were into each other and we liked each other, and we just kind of just took a little bit of time like we both weren't ready to right and then we did and that was great i actually love that about uh eternal sunshine if you if you pay close attention to how they meet clementine yeah. and joel there he's living with a girl right yeah when they meet you kind of have to like it's not that hard to piece together but i mean you have to care about that sort of stuff he's living with somebody because remember at the end he says like i should get back with whatever her name is she was nice and i re- yeah. i know that feeling where you've had breakups where it's yeah. like there was nothing wrong with that person. She was nice. You just got bored or it didn't feel right or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes you'll find yourself pining for them and be like, that person was nice. I well, you ultimately make decisions and it's like, are they right or are they wrong? They were right for that moment. And if you maybe didn't make that, it, you wouldn't have gotten here or whatever. Right. But yeah, there are people that I've broken up with that I'm like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's you feel bad about it. I feel I still have those like emotions of feeling guilty about oh, yeah. those things. Oh, and, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So uh, you, you met at UCB, basically. Yeah, we it met was, at, yeah. It and wasn't as cut and dry as you met and started dating. And exactly, yeah. It was just a kind of a casual flirtation that became something a little bit more, and it just kind of grew. And then when it hit, it hit really quickly, and then she was moving to L.A., and it was like one of those relationships Wait, where, this was in New York? This is in New York, oh, yeah. Cool. So this is like, in, and when we met, uh, I there was like this moment where I was like, ooh, like I lit. I, I never felt like I was a marrying type. I never felt that urge. And even in the moment of breaking up with the last girlfriend, I had the serious one. I was like, maybe we should get married. I mean, that will fix it. Like yeah, that will. And, and I'm well, so glad I didn't make that God decision. Didn't do that. Um, I also in the previous in the college one, I also considered working at Walt Disney World Florida as like an actor. At like there, like oh. that was two terrible decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy I didn't make those. But um. I remember like when I was dating June, she wasn't really in the comedy scene. And I brought her to a party and my friend Curtis Gwen, who works with oh, me on so NTSF, and he had this great apartment and this like little roof thing and and uh and there was it was a little you know, people were talking about nine eleven. People told that Louis C. K. joke about nine eleven. It's like you can tell uh, how horrible of a person you are by the time it took you to masturbate after the attacks <laughs> in the World Trade Center. <laughs> and he said, for me, it was between Tower 1 and Tower 2. <laughs> and like, I'm doing some rough abbreviation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And someone had told that joke, and then someone else was like, oh my god, I saw this. And like everyone was telling these like stories, and it was a very, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a, a, an endearing story. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, but we were all joking around, talking about it, and a bunch of comedy people and that was the kind of conversations that I was used to. And June was not in that circle. And I think she was like very taken aback mm-hmm. by that. Like, very, it was very casual and like, ah, that, you know, like, right, you right, know, right. which I think we always kind of do more of like make those kind of like very dark jokes. Sure. And, uh, and I remember her having this big conversation with me. And in that moment, I was like, huh, this is like, because she was very impassioned about why she thought that was wrong and she didn't thought that kind of joking was bad. And, and it was like, it made me like think about – she challenged me in a way that no other girl had kind of ever challenged me and was like thinking – and it was like – I was like, oh, wow. Like this is somebody I feel like I could see myself with. I don't know what it was in that moment, but it was like – it was maybe back to this thing. Like she challenged me on something and I felt like I, I stood well, my ground. Well, you knew how she felt. Yeah, and I stood my ground on it too. Like I didn't say like I was like, – I, I was like, no, we're just telling story. Like we're talking about it cavalierly, but 
we're telling stories. We're commu- that's how we talk in this group. And it was like the first time I felt like I wasn't giving up anything, and she was coming at me, and like, and our relationship kept on growing. And I was like, it's interesting. Yeah, it was like, I, but for whatever reason. It, it was a, a very like defining moment. It was the first time I had ever been in a relationship where it was like she challenged me, I challenged her. We both held our ground. And we respected each other for the opinions that we had and yeah. the friends that we had and why we felt that way. Well, maybe it's as we get older, it becomes an appealing quality to know how people really feel. And I, and I won't yeah. lump you in on this, but I know as, as a guy who uh, acquires bricks and stuff yeah. – I'm drawn to girls that tend to tell me how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like clearly instead yeah. of withholding and being quiet and secretive. So maybe that wasn't a turn on to you because in that situation, I actually thought you were going to tell me you hated that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, yeah. shut up. We're making fun of a terrible thing, but that's how we're coping with it or but, whatever. But that was, you know, and in my mind, it was like, that's how I, st- that's how that's I you said, that's how I felt. Like I didn't feel like we were like belittling. You know what's great? That's, that's exactly what's right is that you said, what you were feeling and she said what she was feeling and then you still enjoyed each other during and after. Exactly. It wasn't like it was going to be over because we had this like philosophical disagreement. Yes. It wasn't like there was no right or wrong to it. I took a girl to see Jim Norton. Well, I was opening for Jim Norton and she came and watched and then uh, Jim Norton told a 9-11 joke and the girl, I thought she was going to like heckle him. Yeah. Which would have humiliated oh, yeah. me. And she said, I don't think you should be able to make a joke like that unless you're from New York. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> It was the weirdest, weirdest rationale. So the difference there is I didn't feel like I could say my right, feelings and, and have her come back and, and be respectful yeah, yeah. and mutually like each other at the end of it. I just was like – at that point, you're just kind of done and you're like, that. well, that's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, not, or not crazy. Just, no, but it's like – that. yeah, like there's good. no thing you can argue with. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it's funny. Yeah, we, like, I definitely took a plunge with June like in, like, in a way like she was moving to L.A. and I was like – I think I'm going to go to L.A. and hang out in L.A. I, I didn't, I, it would kind of like push my plan up to move to L.A. Like I was teetering on it. And uh, I just wanted to kind of see this relationship out. And then it was like the best thing that ever happened. So she case. moved to L.A. and then you also moved to L.A.? I, and, and oddly, and like she never believes me when I say this, but it is totally true. I got an apartment down the block from her apartment without realizing it. Like I was looking around. The and secret. I, that was it. <laughs> and it was great. And it was perfect. And and. You know, and obviously, like, we've well, you're near into, me, right? Um, Were you near me at now, the time? No, no, oh. I was by Man's Chinese Theater at the time, the oh. worst area. That's where I lived when I first moved. Oh, really? There. I think everyone moves there. At the yeah, 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 yeah. I was on uh, Sycamore, and Nick Kroll was like, that's the starter street. Yeah, that is the starter Everyone street. lives on Sycamore. You get there, and yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, like, I feel like that was the beginning of a, of a good of a good thing that's gotten better and better. That's great. And it's like, and you know, a lot of people are always like, oh, marriage, it's going to wreck this or that or that. And this is like the only thing where I feel like it's only gotten better. Like, and it's, it's a, it, our relationship grows and it's yeah, all good, you know, it's, and it's hard to explain it and not feel like you're a jerk about it. I don't know. I've always have a hard time. Like, you know, we're green lights, man. You yeah. know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about comedy. I, I, yeah. I'm really enjoying talking to you. We could wrap it up and talk about God, but I'd rather, I feel like it would be a waste because I respect your comedy oh, well, so, so I, deeply. Thank you so much. And uh, As I, you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit of the, of, of, of how, like, for, for example, let's just start here. Okay. And then we'll talk however you want to talk Got about it. comedy. But when you're in a low time, your girlfriend breaks up with you. Like, I was taking improv classes. When Most my, creative time. Is it a good time? The best. Is it? Oh, that's all the that's best. what I want to know. That, to me, Because is... you're, you improvise a lot. I think that that was, to me, the most uh, artistic and creative I could be because 
I have no obligations. You know, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's like there's yes, nothing else to focus on yeah. but that. And you could throw yourself in so many different directions. And anger, I think, is a good fuel. Um, and then I think as you get healthier, you're able to <laughs> also find that you don't need that all the time. But I think that, like, you know, it's, it's for me anyway, those were the. Those two independent times of being really dumped and were the most creative, exciting hmm. times. Because hmm. you're also by yourself. You're finding things. You're doing what you want. You don't have to worry about like – like I mean I remember I played ASCAT, which is a kind of staple show in New York of the UCB theater every Sunday night. Big people perform you know, from Conan O'Brien, uh, Tina Fey, Seth Meyers. They all would come and perform on Sunday night. And I remember that you know, when I was with in a relationship – it was very hard for me to go like, okay, I'm going to leave at 6 o'clock on Sunday night and be mm. home at midnight. Yeah. Like it was just not an acceptable solution. And, yeah. and Can uh, I interject and yeah, just say the difference when uh, I've been single for the past two years almost now and the main difference <laughs> is when people ask if I want to do a show, I just say yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's at 3 a.m. Uh, at UCLA. Yeah, okay. Great. I'll be there. Yeah, and it was great. It was a great feeling to be able not to have to worry. Like, just like, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, perform yeah, and you yeah. hang out more. I mean, that's the thing I feel bad about now is I don't hang out uh, It's hard. Much. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's also maybe not necessary. I don't think you need to be doing that type of networking. But it's fun. Point. I mean, it's fun sometimes to hang out. I'm and sorry I like, turned it into networking. Yeah, How but, gross. Yeah. But yeah, it's also fun. It's yeah, fun. it's fun, but it's also like you want to... Yeah, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to get home. I want to see my wife. I want to hang out. I love hibernating. I, yeah. yeah I, that's, that's something that I kind of – I wouldn't say I miss it, but I would say that that's one of the appeals now, if you were going to ask me, yeah. of a relationship or a marriage. I like somebody that you can bunker down and be like, lock the doors. Yeah. Oh, it's Netflix. <laughs> Let's do it. If it rains, it's the yeah. best. Yeah. Make, make a nice hot seven. Yeah. Dutch oven. Just get it. <laughs> smell it. You love it. You married it. You got to stick with the seven. Your kids are going to smell like this. <laughs> Just blow it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So pain was good. I think it was for me. I mean, and that's not saying that uh, I haven't felt incredibly creative and productive off of that. But those moments... I remember being especially psyched. Sure. But it wasn't – you didn't it's find also because it debilitating? No, because you also get out of your – you've been in a relationship, so you're free in a way too. You don't have to ask for permission. So even that – I think it's almost like – it's like doing drugs in a way. It's mm-hmm. like you're just getting like psyched. You're like, yeah, I have mm-hmm. all this free time and I can do whatever I want and I can go out yeah. and I can stay out till 2 in the morning. I can come home drunk and you know- I can <laughs> lay around and be hungover and I can be – Whatever I want to be yeah. and make mistakes and, you know, yeah. And, yeah. It's like summer vacation, though. Yes. So you graduate, you finish your junior year of high school and it's summer vacation. And always the first two weeks are like, I'm going to do this and I can't do that. And then like the third week, you're kind of like, it's kind of boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what it's like being single. It takes longer. Love is better. I'm here to say love is better. Sure. It's good to find somebody. It's good to have somebody. We've been having a lot of polyamorous people on the show and stuff. And I haven't really... Because when the people are on the show, I always just kind of like to go with them and see where yeah. they're going. I, I feel like uh, the regular Kumail and Emily model, yeah. the the Paul and June model, that that's kind of where it's at for me. Well, you know, I think that it's... I don't want to go out on a limb, but no, I... <laughs> you no, know, I've, heard, I've heard you talk about this, and sometimes I get upset because I'm like, oh, come on, Pete. Yeah. Because like, I, I, I hear well, people, people do, talk. Yeah, yeah, people do. And because I, 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 it's like, because there is a... Look. Every relationship is different. Every person is different in a relationship. But it's also like if you find that right person, then you can have freedom for everything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And 
like I think June has her own thing, her own friends, her own time of work. We have a, a, a awesome setup in our apartment. We both have our own offices. And like we go there and we are working and we can be home at the same time, but we're not like on top of each other yeah. and it's and it's not forbidden to be working mm-hmm. if we're at home and if she's gotta go out and do something like here, perfect example is I got a call on Wednesday to go shoot this movie in Boston. And uh and it was like you need to get on a flight like it never in never happens. Never has ever happened. It's a very like, you know, Hollywood moment that I've never experienced. Uh, they're like, can you get on a plane at two o'clock today and go there? And I was like, uh, yeah. But I knew that I was going to be missing. Uh, June was premiering the movie that she just finished. She just submitted to Sundance. Her and Casey did this amazing movie. And, and I hadn't yet to see it. And I really was holding off to see it in this like little premiere setting with a bunch of friends. And, uh, and I was going to miss it. And it was like, for me, I was like, part of the reason I had a hard time saying yes to this. I was like, oh, I don't want to miss mm-hmm. that movie. And the first thing she said to me was, you should definitely do this. Don't worry about missing the movie. And it's like – and I know that it was – it bothered her that I was going to miss it. But mm-hmm. even her telling me like – giving me that freedom I was like, oh, this is the best person Does that- ever. And I do the same thing for her. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a one-way street. Like, but it's like that was a great – like knowing that you know it was I don't know that's a support. You know what's interesting, man? You're bringing up something very. I know we're back in relationships, but oh, yeah. fuck, fuck it, I love it. <laughs> You're bringing up something that, like, lately I've been thinking about the idea of performers dating other performers. Yeah, and in that situation, June had no problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess June had no problem understanding that if she were in the same situation, which she could, she doesn't even have to change the ingredients. Right. You have a movie. It's yep. coming out. You made it with uh, the male version of Casey Wilson. And, yep. And then Rob Hubel. Rob, <laughs> so you and Rob are doing a movie. She can immediately and without hesitance go, well, if I were in this situation, I understand how important work is. Yeah. Work is uh, comedy. When comedy is your job, it's a satiating, wonderful. It, it can bite you too. It can hurt you as well. But it can also just be this joy machine yeah. that keeps pumping out happiness for us that we can share with our lovers. Our, yeah, our, lovers. our lovers. Gross. Yeah. So she understood that. It wasn't just a job. It was a movie. Yeah. It was something that was going to make you happy. And it was a super cool, amazing opportunity to work with this person I was like, super psyched about. And it was like, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I was super psyched. But, but she got it. Does that mean we should the, – the question is, does that mean we should date other performers? We should stick to our own? I don't think like, there's – Let's, let's yeah. make June – I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's make June um, – I can never think of – people make fun of me. I always say architect. Uh, yeah, architect. <laughs> let's, make, let's make her uh, a doctor. Right. And she's giving a big lecture and she's being given an award or something. And that's what you're missing. And you're like, I got to go do a movie. She can't go and tell her other doctors like Paul's doing a movie and have – they're not all people in movies and stuff. And be like, oh, we get it. We get it. We get it. They're going to be doctors and be like, well, this is ridiculous. This is the Labia Award. You know – well, the Labia Award is the very high. I would never miss it. (laughs) The 2012 Labias. Also because they give it out on Sunday. So chances (laughs) that I'd be working on Smith. But the uh, – you know what? It's weird. I – I, I think, and I was thinking about this today. I was like, "Oh, we'll talk about relationships." There's no absolutes, obviously, right? Because sure. it's like, I think it's all about how it works for you. And I think that, like, look, she was a little bit upset. I'm sure that I wasn't there, as I was upset that I wasn't there. And it's sort of like acknowledging that that is an issue, but then also going like, "I want to support you, and I want to su- like we support each other." And yeah. I, think, I think that that's a very important thing to always support the other person because you don't want to you don't want to be the person that. You again build accounts against. I like, can go like, right. Well, I sacrificed this and this and this, and you know it, it's 
There's, that's the nature of our business. And I think the thing that brought June and I – I hope she's okay with me talking, talking about this. You but, can listen to it before uh, we drop it. Uh, but the thing that, was, uh, that we learned the most of when, <laughs> when we first started dating was when I was doing Human Giant. And I was in New York a lot. And she was in L.A. And it was really hard because our relationship was kind of new. And we were kind of getting separated a little bit. And I was letting her know, like, I don't want to – like, I don't want to be away from you. But I have to be away from you. Right. Because I'm doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, of all things being even, I would like to be with you. Mm-hmm. And it was a really hard time for her to, underst- for her to understand. And for me to uh, – first time I had been in that position. And then she got that movie year one. And she was away in uh, Louisiana for, like, four months. And I think that that was the thing that really clicked. Because she's like, oh, I f- get it. Well, that's, this is what's troubling. You're just kind of enforcing my theory that it's like you got to be with these people that also get it. Yeah. Because if you're just a barber, hey, I thought of another one. Hey, I like it. It's hard because you you got that one night that you were nominated for a Clippy. Yeah, the Clippies are good. By the way, I once got my hair cut by a world champion barber. Um, by the way, if you know what I look like, I don't need that. Uh, I, I am a bald man, but the uh, you got your the, illusionator's wig yes. trimmed. But I, like, I was, uh, I was actually going to June had written a movie, and I was going to the premiere of that movie, and I was like, I need to get a haircut, and I said to the, and we were uptown, and I didn't know where to get a haircut, and I said to the concierge, where should I get my haircut? And he's like, oh, this place. Get my haircut, and there's a giant award, a giant, a grotesque looking <laughs> award. I was like, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, I won the. Haircutter of like the world award, <laughs> and that at that point it's sunk in. Holy shit, this is going to be an expensive haircut. Ah, and again, like I said, the I'm trophy not, polish don't buy itself. I spent a hundred and seventy five dollars on a haircut. You the, did? Yes, I didn't think. I look at me. I paid fifteen dollars <laughs> to get a haircut. It's a very simple procedure, and I paid a hundred and something dollars for this guy to cut my hair. And the minute he said he won the World Barber Award, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, that's going to come with a price tag." I don't even know how you can justify that with the. But anyway, all right. So you're winning the Barber Award. <laughs> it's just harder to understand. It is. Uh, but I mean, how, how are we going to? Here's the weird thing. I just watched five year engagement. Oh, I was watching it last night. Oh, really? Yeah, on the plane coming weird. back. I watched it on a plane too. Oh, look at that. Wow, we are living the same life. <laughs> and in that movie, yeah. something difficult happens where that I've had friends do that, where she has to move to Michigan yeah. for her job, and he's a chef, and they leave San Francisco or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They leave San Francisco to go to Michigan, and he's going to be a chef there, and he ends up making sandwiches. And then, of With course, our good friend Kamel in that uh, scene where he's yeah. laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and then uh, he ends up with our good friend Brian Posehn yeah. making sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And um, look, I said I'm on Team Love, and I am. And it's such a believable thing when he, in that moment, when you're in the happy bubble, yeah. you can make choices. You can make wrong choices. I don't know if the right choice in that movie would be for him to be like, I can't go to Michigan. But when right. he goes to Michigan and ends up that miserable – Spoiler, who gives a fuck? You, you watch it for the, you know, bare-ass Come on. jokes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you had plenty of time to see that movie. <laughs> and then, uh, so he ends up quietly resenting her yeah. for making him compromise his job. And, yeah, and go continue, because so I have a theory on top of my, this. My question is, and it's an unfair question, so feel free to skip it. You're, you got comedy, and you got your relationship. And if something came up and she was like, I got to go to Alaska mm-hmm. to do improv for yeah. the Bears. Right. It's this high-paying bear improv yeah. show. And uh, you'll be living in this log cabin, and you won't be able to perform and stuff. I mean, like, that. that first of all, that's preposterous. But I mean, like... I, I think this is what it is. Uh, the, the one thing I've learned, and I keep on... I mean, I may sound like a real asshole, but it's like the thing that 
that this relationship has taught me more than anything else. I've been together for a long time, like eight years, longest relationship I've ever been in and in the most successful relationship I've ever been in Mm -hmm. uh, because it gets better and better. It's like you got to treat your relationship as important as your career. And I think you can do those things. And I think where you get into trouble and is when you treat your relationship like you can do it. You can balance it. It's hard. And relationships are super hard. And I think they're doubly hard when you're performing and you're working in that thing where you don't have a steady routine. Mm -hmm. But if you make that time, like it's cheap to fly, you can fly anywhere, and you can, and you shouldn't spend more than ten to fourteen it's days apart. Funny, Kumail and Emily have that same rule, and it's great. And you know what? It's like, and it may not be good, and if it's permanent, you know, then if it's like it's a TV series that shoots in Vancouver, and and the show is getting wildly successful, you'll deal with it. You'll figure out a way to make it work. And if you're both committed to each other in a relationship, you know what makes each other happy. So you'll be looking out for each other. Yeah. So you're not, and then also. You gotta, you can do both at a ten. I think you can do both at a ten. And I yeah. think if you respect each other enough, and you're both cognizant of that, like it's. I think where you get into trouble is when you're selfish. When you're like, well, I don't like. I, when you're like saying, well, she, I should have the more important say in this. Like, yeah. and, it, and you're not looking for both of you to, you know, right. I, her success is. They asked me to host the clippies. <laughs> I gotta get there. I gotta get these barbers <laughs> came from all around the world. Uh, but you, you, I think like my, to me, her success. Is just as important as my success. Oh, that's great. And and I mean that's something that I feel like is new. I don't know if it's new, but it's something. That it sounds not like new in this relationship, but it's like it's something that I really appreciate. Like in, in any other relationship that I've had, like I'm excited. I I feel for her when she has her lows. I feel for her when she has her highs, and she feels that way for me. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you feel that way, then hopefully it will work out. And it's no absolutes. And if it's the right person, it's the right person. And and you're mm-hmm. also not ravenous. Like, I mean, when you start comedy, you're so desperate. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah. you're like a caveman and you get that venison and it's got to yeah. last for three weeks or whatever. But now I, it sounds like what I'm hearing is the sounds of like a matured performer who's allowing himself to settle in. You don't have to be suffering. You don't have to. Be. Yeah. And, 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 and I think you just have to like, you got to work extra hard. You can't, the minute you let it drop. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, every day. It's just a work. It's a work. It's a work. It's a work. You know, yeah. and that's why. And that's why, like Callus is, you mm-hmm. get to be that awesome uh, emotional guitarist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it, man. Um, yeah, we. Really oh, I had it. one comedy question yes. for you. Yes, please. And it's a little weird. Maybe I'll come back and we can talk about comedy and all the things. Yeah, that we can... we've only we it's supposed to be comedy, sex, and God. We yeah. only covered sex and poop, <laughs> <laughs> but we covered uh, poop extensively. <laughs> a lot of poop. Um, I used to think when I was in New York. That uh, you and Hubel must resent Aziz. Oh, that's interesting. And and I'm basing that on something. Now we both know Aziz. Yeah, yeah. we're friends, mm-hmm. and I'm friends with. Uh, I'm 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 closer with you right. than I am with Aziz. But I hang out with Aziz from time to time. I hang out with Hubel even less. Right. But I just remember thinking, you know what it is? What is? I remember other people maybe planting this idea in my head. Here's Aziz, and a lot of people remember resented Aziz. Yes. He shot up real fast. Super talented guy. Super talented. There's no hate here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Aziz shoots up real, real fast. And I remember one time I saw Aziz at Rafifi, and he had just gotten written up in some magazine as, yeah. uh, as a guy to watch. It wasn't Rolling Stone. It was something else. Right. And I was like, hey, man, I saw that. And, and I remember he was like, yeah, man, just another, just another, just another reason for people to hate. You know, <laughs> right, I hear, yeah. like he, was, he was upset that they had run this thing right. that night, in right, right, that yes. moment. Sure. Um, so a lot of people were like really finding reasons to hate Aziz. And during that time, Human Giant starts happening. And I remember someone, I forget who it was, saying that Aziz was very, very shrewd and smart to pair up 
with more t- – these, these are yeah. their words – more talented, more experienced actors sure. being you and Rob and using that as a vehicle to propel himself. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not what he did. Right. But at the time, I remember thinking I was like – because Aziz did kind of blow up. And then there yeah. was that period before you and Rob really started doing more and more and more. Before yeah. the league, yeah. before movies. Yeah. And I, I was there a time when it was a little bit weird? You know, I don't think I ever thought of it like that. Uh it's tough because, like, I'm so thankful uh, for my relationship with Aziz that it's still there. Uh, you know, uh, we hang out. Uh, but it was so thankful for the partnership that Wolner, Jason, Hubel, and I had in Human Giant. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that doing that show was awesome. And working with those guys was great. And we made a decision as a group. And Aziz wasn't the one who pushed it. And I wasn't the one to push it. As a group, we decided not to do a season three. They offered us a season a, a season three, mm-hmm. and we decided for a few reasons not to do it. And uh, it's funny on the Wikipedia on your Wikipedia, yeah. it says they didn't do season three because Aziz had to do. Parks oh yeah, and, Rec. and you know he was <laughs> cast in Parks and Rec at that point. Yeah, um, but we were going to do it around the schedule because at that point. Amy was pregnant, and they had to wait until after the Super right. Bowl, and then it got pushed again. And we could have done it, um, but we were like, I, I remember thinking this, and this is probably addresses your question more than anything. I remember going, Aziz got Parks and Rec, and he said, and Greg Daniels said, we'll work around your schedule for Aziz. And I said, you know, if he's not going to be able to be in the writers' room, and we're going to have to shoot around this schedule. We're going to wind up resenting Aziz. Uh, uh-huh. And I remember having that thought. Like, like a relationship. Yeah. I was going to be like I, – I didn't want to – like you know, we always were a team. We always were a unit. And I thought like if Aziz is gone and, – and I may never vocalize this to Aziz. But I remember saying it to Hubel and, and, and maybe even Walner. Like I was like it's – I'm going to – I know I will. I, if he comes in and we have written sketches that we love, and he's like, no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then be in the room. Like I, like, I, right. I saw that of version. Course. Of that, and I was like, "No, let's end, let's end now." We all did it together. We were all there together, and I think that that kept the group, like the three, the four of us, happy. Like mm-hmm. we like each other. Mm-hmm. We like working with together. We teamed up again for the MTV Movie Awards and stuff like that. And you know, I think Stunt what, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, good, good pull. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, and it's great. You guys are great together. And you, a lot of your sketches blew my mind. I mean, I, I loved a lot of them. No, but I, some of them blew my mind. I'm psyched, <laughs> and uh, and and I feel like Aziz and I like. I would love to continue to work with those guys. Sure. I work with Rob a lot. Of, you know, and work with his. Uh, you know, we, Aziz just came on NTSF. Like we we all. Sure. You know, uh, but I was gonna say, I was uh, thought about that. There was a period after Human Giant ended, and before and I, and we decided like i was a one fourth of the person who decided that and then thinking like did i fuck up did mm-hmm. i like because that's a paying job and i was out here in la and i didn't have a paying job aziz is on parks and rec uh you know hubel may have even done a pilot at that point Walner was working as like a director and i just remember thinking like oh fuck i remember oh, thinking fuck. that for you oh thank you <laughs> i mean uh, yeah. in a good way in an empathetic friend way that i was like yeah. What's going to happen? Right. And it, and, and, but you know what? It's like anything else. Like it just, and it was never about Aziz. It was more of like, uh, or was, or even Rob, because both of them were both working and I was not working. Right. And it was scary. And it yeah, was a yeah, tough, yeah. it was a tough year. Like it was a tough year of like, 
what am I doing? And I, and, but in that time... LA is such a hard place when you're not working, too. Exactly. And then your friends are working. And, and just feeling like, are people going to hire me? What are they going to do? And then, but in that time, like I did different things. I worked around... I had UCB. I, I developed things. I had pitches. I, I went out and I mm-hmm. met people. And those relationships have paid off tenfold. And I always felt like... There, that was you went time. back to planting. That they exact, were, they were exactly what I was going to say. Is like, that right? That's exactly what I was going to say. And it was yeah. like to me like a time of planting, and it was never like because look, Aziz and Rob, and that was the best part about Human Giant is like we're all different. Yeah, like yeah, we all do comedy, but Aziz if you want Aziz, you're going to get Aziz, and if you want Rob, you're going to get Rob, and you're going to get me. Like, and it's never going to cross. 100%. There might be, like, if you had a Venn diagram of us, there might be a small little section where we'd be up for the same stuff. Right. But for the most part, we're not. Yeah, yeah, you no, know? You're, three, you're three very distinct types. It's, and, you know, I feel like, and I, I, I hope, I'm not saying this, I'm not talking out of school, but if you look at something like The Whitest Kids You Know or something, yep. you know, you could say, like, oh, these are more, like, they might they might be going out. For Zach more of is thing. one of my good friends, and I'm pretty sure there were two Zachs on that team. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like, and, and so yeah, so no, no, no resentment. Uh, it's but yeah, know, but it's like it's scary whenever you're not working. But it, uh, but you know, it 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 all worked out. You it know, did it work out, out. You know, and it worked. I'm out remembering when I started seeing your face popping up more and more, going, "Oh, Paul was planting," which is good because you yeah. could have gotten fat and stoned. And sat yeah. on a love sack and just watched your life fade away. Right, yeah. And I would like to be clear because I'm overly sensitive. I didn't hypothesize that Aziz was using anybody. Oh no, no, that, that was that was already you know Aziz was and like I, and, blasting and, off and and just to say to and just to things. say that like the partnership between Aziz, Rob, and I was one of the most natural partnerships that had ever really kind of happened in the sense that like we were doing a UCB I be- maybe you were even on this like, yeah a UCB stand-up show in this like, college in New Jersey and Aziz and I just started talking about like lost or 24 or something oh and I we think I was remember there. We were, like, in a cafeteria or something we yeah were, like, and so we, you guys did have you had a real bromance immediately yeah I felt I remember feeling really excluded not that you should have included no, no. me but I was like these guys are talking about because we used to watch lost together yeah Rick, yeah Ricky's, Ricky's yeah and I remember being like this is a whole world that I I had my wife my wife yeah. handed at once I think oh yeah yeah right yes <laughs> remember? I remember that yeah. yes <laughs> uh, when we yeah. watched season one yes season two episode one when it revealed Desmond's uh, little bunker, yeah. and then didn't it, didn't that wasn't that the time the JetBlue uh, wheel was stuck on the plane, and that was what was oh yeah, we that's all, right, yeah. that's right. Um, I thought you were gonna go. Isn't that the time when your wife looked at me and said, "I'm gonna fuck another uh, guy"? <laughs> by the way, that is. Uh, I, I can I tell you one thing that will that was a can, twist in season two. I didn't see. Coming. I'll tell you a twist that I found. <laughs> I will let me put a button on these easy thing. I'll tell you a good twist that I had. Uh, Sorry, uh, the okay with Aziz, it was the most natural progression. Like we became friends, yes, and, bromance, and it, bromance, and then Rob and him, and then Aziz and I like went to like the Scientology Center together, and we did like a fun little bit, and we did. Cra- we I remember crashes. that, we and they crash. recognized you because exactly, I was at yeah. Crash Test when you told okay, that yeah. story. So that was like our, and, and you guys that, used to do the self help books. Yeah, exactly. So we like did shut it. the fuck up and listen to yeah, us. Wow, good memory, Pete. I mean, and so yeah, so. <laughs> But I mean, but like we got, and it was a very like illusionators came out of our love of Chris Angel and and Shutterbugs, and we didn't even want to do an MTV pilot. Yeah, it was MTV came to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam Grossman, Sam Grossman, and uh, and then it was a very natural, organic thing. Like I never felt like Aziz, like if you to, to put a silence to anyone who ever thought that, like it yeah. was a very like. 
hey, and, and Rob and I did stuff together. And it, 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 it What's just weird is I knew that. In. I knew yeah. that. But haters are going to hate. Of course. And, and the haters are going to hate. I figure i just tell you what it was like. Uh, here's my, my second act twist. Uh, <laughs> one of those girls I was dating, there was a lot of rough moments in that. There was also the time where I was at UCB, and, uh, <laughs> and then I heard my friend. Well, actually, <laughs> well, I don't want to name this. I heard a friend of mine <laughs> recounting my she was still we were still not officially broken up telling us he, he was telling a story about how she had like had this sloppy hookup and i heard the whole thing <laughs> and then we had a thing where i talked to her the next day and i was like how was that wedding and she was like it was fine and i go what was it like and she go like, oh, called it early did it. but i knew i knew that she like we weren't broken up and that was the phone call where i was like okay you know what we're done Whoa. and we're like i don't want to even talk to you anymore we're done. Whoa, we're done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it was so like she was so lying to me about that that it was uh, oh, I needed to be done. Yikes and pants. And then oh man, I have a bunch of good relationship stuff. I haven't even started dating a friend of mine and wouldn't tell that friend to that she forbid that friend to tell me. So I would like be complaining to my friend like, yeah, I'm just like really broken up. I got you know she dumped me. I feel bad. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, he was dating her. Oh man, that was a tough one. Because then I'm vulnerable on both sides. That was a rough. Rough. I was just uh, hanging out with two friends when they realized that they had fucked the same person at the same time. Boy. It's always a fun it's always a fun time at the home Rough, house. rough, rough. <laughs> not good, not good. Well let's 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 uh let's look at the paper first. Yes. Uh before we go to uh we got disease, you're nice, holidays, real time dealing with things, Tony Robbins status moment. Uh Smurf Asriel, hate to quit smoking. <laughs> good episode, good. depressing. Loopy. When you were coming in, you were going to say, I'm going to tell you the most depressing. Oh, I was going to tell you that I, I saw we were walking up here in, in Nerd Melt with, and they have advertising, advertisements for the show. Sure. Up. Like, election night show. One of the most depressing election night shows. Rob Hubel and I hosted <laughs> a live election result show in 2000. It was Carrie Bush. And we were – or was it Carrie? No, it was, it was Gore Bush. It was yeah. Gore Bush. And uh, and we were hosting it live at UCB. Everyone was psyched. The premise was like we were from Ralph Nader's headquarters, and we were like, "Okay, Nader's gonna get a couple ones on the board," you know. And, we were, <laughs> and that was the whole premise. And we had live, we had stand up and music, <laughs> and we cut back and forth as like states were coming in. It was so much fun. The first two hours was so much fun, oh, and then it started to dawn, to on, you. dawn on us. Yeah. Oh, wait a second, this is not Bush is gonna win, and. I've ne- and we were there until three in the morning, and we started at like eight o'clock at night. And I've never seen a more we. It was the, Rob was like, "I'll never do a show on election night again," because like it just got more and more depressing as the red, 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 red. All the states were filling up red. It was like, and then it was like there was no definitive answer because it was the whole Florida thing, and. And people were leaving. Stand-ups were trying to do sets, and it's like, and, and it was just the worst. It was like a not, you know, it was like from eight to three in the morning show, and like, I just remember Rob and I sitting on stage, like lounging with microphones, just going like, "What is going on?" Like it was, and but we kept on going because people were still there, and we were trying to celebrate this election night. But the worst way to put yourself Ooh. against the show is Ooh. with that backdrop. Yes. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. News oh. is bad news. Oh. oh God. Worst show. Worst show ever. That is sad. Uh, yeah. I was, was in Israel with a bunch of people cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Netanyahu today came out for God. Romney. Did you see that? Who did? Netanyahu. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. They're old school friends. Weird? I guess. Weird. <laughs> he has a set. Uh, They're both shape-shifting lizards, and uh, who cares? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you have the lizard theory. Okay, yes. So yeah, well, well let's wrap it up with the old uh, with the Lord. How, were you raised uh, religiously? Yes, Catholic. Catholic. Went good, to... good one. I find the Catholic one easier to break away. Um, um, cleaner, a cleaner break. Although you do retain some of that guilt. Is that true? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I mean, I feel like I went to Catholic school. Mm. Uh, Nuns. I went to, no brothers. Brothers. Uh, Saint Anthony, Saint Mary's. Excuse me. School, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you make me walk in the way in the back of that rectory. Excuse me. <laughs> Why did I say rectory um, like a like, man? I remember having this one. I had this. Uh, we had like you know. Did you go to Catholic school? No. Uh, we had like Catholic entertainment, and we had this like woman who was like playing like Mary Magdalene, and she was like doing a live one person show Just for our school. Everyone. <laughs> this is the best show ever. <laughs> Pretty good, man. Uh, but Katie just looked up not Mary, Mother of God, Mary Magdalene, the prostitute. Yeah, see. And so Isn't she, it weird that I knew what her face meant? <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was really good. But we had like all weird Catholic entertainment, and, uh, and I, I, regardless, yes, I was very Catholic. Went to school. I went to religious ceremonies. Did all that religious ceremonies. I'm not <laughs> confirmed, uh, only because my mom, I guess, forgot. I forgot uh, to confirm it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you where I fall in religion. This is a. When did it start to decay? I'm assuming. What, look at me assuming it's. Decayed. Yeah. It did it decay. I don't think so. You're still Catholic. I think I am. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, <laughs> I think I am. Well, you know what it is? Is it's I great. feel like I have belief. I have belief in things, and I, and I feel like you're really like shit upon like an idiot if you're not like fuck. I'm an atheist. There's nothing mm-hmm. out there. I see the. I see every side to it. Like, and I'm not. Uh, oh, you're like me. I believe everything. Yeah, right. I mean, no, but I, I mean, it's like it's, I don't know. I don't think that there's any absolutes to it. I don't think that like I, I feel like that across the board on a lot of things. It's like what works for you works for you. Uh, I I would like to say that I have. I mean, I do have beliefs. I do have like I I don't know if I believe what the Catholic Church does. Yeah. I don't go to church. Hmm. Um, I don't know, but you know, it's like it's so weird because you're brought up in a religious way. You're saying like, I go to church, I do this, I do the rosary, I go to confession. I don't do any of that stuff, but I do have a belief of a bigger entity. And, I, and it's I, funny that you still think of yourself as Catholic. Catholics and Jews have that in common. There's, yeah. They really have that culture where it's like, yeah. I'm Catholic. When's the last time you got into confession? I don't know. I was eight. Yeah. You well, know it's, like, I mean? it's like it's like you're uh, like a nationality. More exactly. Than, yeah. it, it's like Judaism. It's like, yeah. I'm Jewish. I'll always be Jewish. Is there a God? Fuck no. But, yeah. but you're still Jewish. You still go to Rosh Hashanah and all that sort of stuff. And you still relate. I feel like the software was probably in, in, uploaded to your brain early enough that you'll always feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I went to Catholic school a lot and I, I, I don't. I don't mind it. Like I think what I mind about religion is when it makes you think about when it makes you make decisions that you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like to me it's Dogma. like exactly. That I don't like. I, I feel like to me, you know, if you want to go back and this is maybe something I haven't articulated hundred percent, so excuse me if it comes off a little sloppy, but like religion essentially was a group of people with a belief that were supporting each other. And, you know, like almost like a, a prayer group or something like – and and I, I, I like that version of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the very commercialized – You like the mom and pop. Yeah. You I, don't I, want Walmart. Exactly. I don't want the McDonald's version of religion where it's like you get up here, you sit down here, you go over here. Like I don't understand why you have to go to church every week and see the, do the same mass all over again. Like I, I feel like to acknowledge that there are life lessons out there and that you should be focusing and looking at things. And, right. What's, and what's the harm? What's the harm in believing in a – well, when you get into thing. yes, I'm with you there, but uh, I guess when you get into dogma, 
that's right. That's where and we're that and that and hard. to me, it's like that's the stuff that scares me. It's like when you have opinions about things. Like I think one of the like to me, I think one of the dumbest things is that priests can't marry and that that mm-hmm. they can't. Like I think that that's why the Catholic Church in many ways is dying out because it's becoming not. Like religion in, in general is not an evolving thing. Yes. And it was for such a long time. And, and whoever is stopping that, that's the problem with religion. I right. think that's the problem why a lot of people have – I have never really vocalized this. But I think that's why people – my parents became born again for a long really? time. Really? Like talking in tongues, getting dunked in water. Pentecostal. Uh, like, yeah. It was like BTL. Like uh, Tammy Ooh. Faye. Like we watched that all the time. My mom was talking in tongues and, and we would do all this crazy stuff. My mom replaced all my action figures with like – uh, Jesus dolls and like you know Moses and the Ten Commandments. They still had battles, but <laughs> yeah, well, I put them in the Batman car all the time. It was the best, like, totally serious. And uh, you know, go to like long masses and people are dancing in the aisles and stuff like that. I think that like it was about a community and building a community, and that's the stuff that I respond to. Is like this idea that there is a higher power. It's, there's a belief, but I don't also believe that like oh, you shouldn't masturbate because someone's watching down, someone's judging every yeah. move. You're gonna go to Who hell. Who has that joke where God's a pervert? Yeah, just he's like, watching ah, me jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's I do feel that way about. I don't know, and I don't know what I don't know how to quantify what I believe more than saying that I do believe there's like bigger things out there. I think there are bigger things at play, and if I'm wrong. So be it. But you like have what? What harm does it do to me? Like you know, it's like and I, like I, like the one thing that bugs me about like Ricky Gervais is like, can you just like all the time? Like, do we? All right, we get it. You're an atheist. Like, so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's cool. I, I think comedy is great. I think his comedy is funny. He's great. Everything he does really makes me laugh. But it's like, like anybody pressing anything too much, like uh, an, an an aggressive atheist to me is no worse. Is no better than. Uh, a, a, an aggressive anti-Semite or an aggressive a person who's uh, for or against. Like, it's like just you have your beliefs and you can have them. It's not about judging anybody else. Like I like right. that book. You don't like that book. Great. That's it. We, that we can you know. Right. But I think like when you stop acknowledging that there should even be a conversation. I mean, sure. am I being, making no, any sense? No, no, you're doing great. I think, I think Ricky's really like he's my friend. I think Ricky, my buddy, uh, his anger comes from the fact that a lot of faith is unexplored. These, right. these conversations that we're having, I don't necessarily – not all of it. Right. Believe me. I know every state has really people that give it a lot of thought and, yes. and, and know the Bible and know their beliefs and all that sort of stuff. But then there's a lot of people that tend to just kind of have one foot in the baptismal pool, which is fine. But I think what upsets Ricky – is that person will probably vote a certain way. Right. They're going to vote, uh, let's say, pro-life or they're going to vote anti-gay marriage that, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So that's where you get books like God is Not Great, which I haven't read, but uh, guys like that making arguments that it actually is harmful. When you look at South America and the Catholic yeah. Church saying condoms are bad, I then, totally then we're like, of course you do because you're a rational person. But you're saying when it comes to you, Ricky Gervais, let's take politics out of it, let's take – Let's take uh, other people out of it. Yeah. I think Ricky would probably agree with you. I can't speak for him. But if you were like, Thank it you, works for you. me to be like, yeah. I, I, I believe in uh, something bigger and I believe in purpose and I believe in uh, God in some way. I think he'd be like, that's fine. It, it's funny because when I listen to your show. Um, you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think about this all the time. Like, oh, when I'm eventually on the show, if you ever ask me, I, 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 I <laughs> want to have a feud is over. I want to I want to have like a I want to have a strong answer and I, I and for whatever reason i didn't really think it through more than saying like i do think i think it's good to i think it's good to have to believe in and uh, to open yourself up to anything like you know like it, I, I, I did like I having an to, open heart is a good thing yeah and an it, open mind is a good thing and it's like and there and and 
you know, like the thing that bothers me the most about religion, organized religion, is it seems so stagnant. And it seemed like, oh, religion evolved so quickly. Or, you know, again, I'm not a religious historian. But for a period of time, a lot of things were happening. Yes. And then it, someone just said, and that's it. Right. And we're stopping. And, like, and that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if these things continued and they and, and it was fused a with science and fused with philosophy and all that yeah stuff. like it's like why aren't we marrying people why why can't you be devoted to the church and be married like why do you have to be a nun that's a weird thing yeah. why do you have to squash being gay like right. why, but it's like these are things that people don't question yeah. and it's like and i think that religion would open itself up and people would be exploring so much more if they just like if they allowed just an evolution. allowed an evolution and that's the thing that's the weirdest thing it's the only thing that we have that it doesn't evolve, and government comes close to that too. It's like, but it's like, why right, not? Why right. is this not evolving? Right, right, right. And it's like because there are other people. Like that's the thing that's the scariest thing about religion is, and I think you're right. Then it goes into then you vote a certain way, and then you make decisions based on this pervert god or this whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, and and it's like, and that's human not giant fair. pervert god. <laughs> <laughs> the reunion tour. But I mean, and that's you know, and I think it's a very. It's not a popular thing to be like, oh, I'm religious. It's not cool. Right. And, I, and I, I'm not like, again, I'm not going to church, but I do like the idea of But you in and, your own, in the garden of your own mind, you're, you're letting things grow in the religion section. Yeah. And you're trimming it as you see fit. And whether or not churches are doing that themselves, it's interesting. What you're talking about is, you know, the canonization of the Bible and being like, this is the Bible and nothing else is the Bible. Yeah. And also it was decided that God no longer communicates directly to people in the way that he did back in the Old Testament. Exactly. Uh, the Mormons don't believe that. They have prophets currently writing new scripture and stuff. Yeah. There's something kind of cool about that. No, why but not? It, it's because, you know, that's why they get so much shit, because they're currently doing what we used to do. They were probably at the time when the Bible was being written, people were like, yeah, they're writing a New Testament. You hear about this? Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, it's all the same stuff. It all works on the on the idea that God is speaking to people and writing. But I, I, I'm with you. And I think, I hope conversations like this, not necessarily on podcasts, but around the world, are happening, and it will lead to the evolution. And also, you don't have to stick with one thing. That's the other thing, too. You can, like, take bits and pieces, and, like, because it's, like, they're all stories about the way you should live your life. And at the the base, the root of most of it, it, I think the interpretations have screwed up a lot of it, but the base root of all of it is, like, coming from, like, just interesting ways to live your life and, yeah. and and stories that you can kind of relate to and I guess like when these stories were first passed down before they were like bound in a, bound in a Bible and someone made a declaration that that's what this passage means and that's what this means and yes. uh, it was a conversation it was like oh I've been in a situation and like that's this. what this is how yes. I'm choosing to deal with and that's what Judaism still does they still right. wrestle with passages and debate and stuff what happened is religion kind of got Walmartized yeah. and it's no longer mom and pop I'm sorry to quote Bono. It's so dorky, I guess. But Bono said, religion is the temple after Jesus leaves. Mm. So he leaves, and now we're just left to kind of like talk about what he said, and it becomes kind of Walmart. And as long as it doesn't become absolute, and like no, like I think the worst thing you can say is, it says it in the Bible. Yeah, I, yeah. I know this to be true. It's like, right. if you didn't write it, you don't, you can right. infer. I mean, because you, you can, when you read those passages, like, oh, this is why it says gay shouldn't marry. You know, right. it's like, that's where it gets like, well, and, and why do you care? That's the great part of uh, Religious as a movie wasn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. But yeah. the end, Bill Maher said something really interesting where he was like, what's true? I don't know. And neither do you because you're just a guy like me. Yeah. And I was like, fucking A, man. That's a great attitude. I love that. It's such a crazy. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah. And I think it's like you should be, you. let yourself be open to as much as you can be just and regardless about it. 
being about religion, it makes you a better person. Sure. Right? I mean, it's like it's like if it's like watching or listening to different types of music. If the more you take in, yeah. the I would, more well-rounded you'll be. I'll add to that that being open to atheism and agnosticism and all that different stuff, all of that being welcome to the party too makes you a better person. Yeah. All of it. And I, I think that's I what agree. you're saying yeah. as well. I, ju- I just didn't want that to be oversimplified and reduced to the idea that religion makes you a better person. Right. All of these types of ideas and discussions. Yes. And it's like I listen to Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern. And like he's very much an agnostic. And it's and I hear what he's saying. Like, I yeah. hear it. I hear like It's good. I hear all of it. I just yeah. think it's like I think what I get upset with is like anybody. Whenever you're on a high horse trying to convince – like I also am always like who are you who are you preaching to? Like like I love Michael Moore. But when I get – like when I read his book, I feel like it's like I bought a Michael Moore book. Like yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have to switch me. Like I'm already yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. already on your team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know it's like – and I feel like a lot of the times it's like – like. Who are you? Who are you saying this? For? He's getting that for the upsetting Christmas gift that you get your uncle, Uncle Howard, and he's like, "I'll read your liberal." Bullshit. And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." And, uh, like, and you know, and I, he's I, not going to be one over either. I don't know. You know, I just feel like it's like I watched Outfoxed with my grandma, which is a uh, you know documentary about how biased Fox News is, and I think anyone can objectively say Fox News is incredibly biased, and that mm-hmm. documentary does an amazing job mm-hmm. at showing that. And I watch it with my grandma, and my grandma's like, "Wow." I don't know if I believe all that. It's like, here's Walter Cronkite saying 100%. It just, you're going to, you know, it's like you're going to, no matter what. I just don't like people preaching to a point where you are made to feel guilty for what you do. The Fox thing speaks to the religion thing. There are some people where it's like, it is kind of like, just let them have it. Let them have Fox News and Mm -hmm. let them have religion. And often those people want both. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's so, it's it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's not easily, it's not easily answerable but no if you're open you're it's good to go it is i th- open heart open mind i think is a good place yeah and it's good to hear that yours is both um and now this is a podcast <laughs> it has zach like, i gotta listen to it Galvin- i have to ah you're gonna love it uh, zach galvanak is called this part the godcast part oh okay, nice okay. uh i'm very excited to hear the intro to the show i hope you say this is a good episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention Chelsea, I feel. Uh, Chelsea Peretti. Uh, yes. Yep. She's coming in. Sunday. What's today? Tuesday. For the reverse yeah. interview. Is that still happening? Yep. Yep. That's happening on Sunday. And tomorrow's Jess St. Clair, who we mentioned. On oh, this my episode. gosh. Very exciting. It's a nice, it's a nice little uh, run. Um, we got to get more broads in here. I like the, I like the episodes with girls yeah, a lot. Yeah, they're great. They're I, fun to listen to. There's so many dudes yeah. that they're like little, uh, little OACs. Yeah. So you know how it ends. You know, you've oh listened my to gosh. this episode. Yep. I made mean, the show. Enjoy the burrito. Is that it? Fuck you, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, I said uh, sharpshooting, laser accuracy, and son of a bitch. You brought out a lot of the old old. Uh, I'm old very hats. excited. Uh, I will proudly say. Yes. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you so a much. A true delight, man. So Thank you for fun. being here. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.